serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last game's highlights, set the stage for kickoff, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Hallsville Indians. The best pregame show coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as Blake Gasaway and his crew are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Cardi. Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Embrace the Curve, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Kathy Rush Remax Realty, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, Law Offices of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental Care, and State Tech of Missouri. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now, here's the voice of the Show Me Sports Network and the Hallsville Indians Radio Network, Blake Gazaway. And a very pleasant good evening, everyone. Blake Gazaway joined by Patterson Fallis as we come to you for the second week in a row, live from the top of the press box here in Hallsville. The difference between a week ago and this week, it was cold, but this week it is much, much colder. Yes, I would say uh, bitter is a good word to describe it. We've got about, uh, I don't know, I would guess 40 to 45 mile an hour winds here. We had some snow flurries uh, earlier when we were setting up. So it's, uh, you know, it's football weather. That's what they say. It is windy enough that it blew my chair earlier most of the way across the top of the press box. I was not sitting in it, but I had to go track that down. So the wind is going to, I think, be a big game changer tonight as it's going to be whichever team is going to be undefeated after tonight. Both these teams enter the season, uh, the contest tonight, finishing with an undefeated season and then continue that on here in district play as uh, we have at the throwdown here in H-Town. But I think tonight we might coin it the Windy Bowl as uh, both these teams 10-0. and 0, That's your Hallsville Indians taking on, and that's the number one seeded Hallsville Indians taking on the number two seeded in the Bowling Green Bobcats. Both these two teams, good football teams, both vying for a championship. But I ultimately think it's going to come down to who can figure out how to break this win the best. Yeah, and I think Bowling Green is really set up for this kind of game. They, they keep the ball on the ground. They like to pound it you know, down the defense's throat. And, and you know, Hallsville likes to press that ball down the, down the field with Tiger Cobb and A.J. Austin. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I know, I know we saw in warm-ups here, uh, when you're throwing left to right across the field, uh, you, it's really easy to drive the ball. When you're coming back right to left uh, across this this whipping wind, it is a lot more difficult to get that ball up in the air and, and complete for passes. It absolutely is, and it either hits a wall or it just floats away from you when they happen to be working that direction. But uh, that's why we play football. You know, we had some snow flurries, but they have stopped for the time being. Had a uh, momentary uh, 
I guess I would say fire related. Um, I wouldn't say concern, but they had a little bonfire before the game, and uh, they had I think one or two too many pallets on that bonfire. So uh, it was definitely warm over there, and they obviously got it under control. But uh, just showing the the pride, the community pride here, the team pride, as I think uh, most of Hallsville has come out tonight. Of course, most of them came out last week. But uh, for those that have not ventured out tonight, well, we're going to take one for the team. And uh, I've got layers on layers. I've got double long underwear on. I'm pretty sure that I struggled climbing the stairs because I can't hardly lift my legs. My boots started off the, uh, the this morning as a 10.5 double E. Pretty sure by the end of tonight they're going to be 11.5 because of the amount of socks I have. But we are glad you're here to listen to our broadcast tonight here on the Show Me Sports Network. Do see head coach headed this way for the for the uh, Indians, so we'll take a quick break and uh, be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time and running out of some of your favorite makeup, fragrances, or skincare products? No need to worry. Avon representative Michelle Cartier has got you covered. Michelle can consult with you on the newest line of products as well as get those that have become your must-haves. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 from the comfort of your own home and have your order shipped directly to your front door. To see how Michelle can help you out, find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartier. Live beautifully with Avon. Welcome back to the Hallsville Indians pregame show here on the Show Me Sports Network. We're joined by Hallsville Indians football head coach and Justin Conyers. Coach Conyers, thanks for joining us before tonight's game. Hey, thanks for having me on. Well, last week, your top-seeded Indians hosted the number five-seeded Centralia Panthers in the Class Two District Six quarterfinals. You edged the Panthers by a final of 38-36. to 36. What were your thoughts on the game last week? Well, I thought we got it off to a great start, first of all, offensively. It couldn't have gotten you know, better to script on, on what we wanted to do. You know, we want to make sure that we drive down on our first possession and score. And then, as you know, we go for two. And so we wanted to make sure we got those two points. And everything went as planned. And then kind of the game plan kind of went out the window a little bit defensively because uh, we weren't able to stop them all night long, really, until the fourth quarter. So they did a great job, had a great game plan against us, really did a great job of, of attacking our defense and putting us in a bind. I thought Bo Gordon played one heck of a ball game the other night and running back number 30. He had a heck of a night, too. So really took advantage of what our defense gave him, you know, and that was something I thought in the first matchup back in week two, they didn't do a good job of. And I'll tell you what, man, my hat goes off to the Trey Panthers and their coaching staff and their players because they played lights out all night long. And we were just able to have the ball in the last possession and be able to make the last play of the county. Well, the game started off, as you said, very much a back and forth. Both teams really answering each other's possessions. And then uh, the defenses kind of kind of took over and, and stopped a lot of the progress of offense. But, you know, we had lead changes. We had ties. We had, you know, everything really that you would script up as a fan for a great, exciting football game. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of back and forth there. And I thought really the turning point was the second quarter offensively for us. We had two big penalties. One was a block in the back that pulls back a first down. And all of a sudden you're behind the chains, you know, with a 10-yard penalty from the spot. Then we had another holding call also over there on the far sideline. I thought those were two huge penalties against us that really stopped our drives and made us have to punt. You know, and that puts us in a bad position. We're not used to having to do that. You know, so once again, great job by them being able to make those stops whenever it mattered. But, you know, us being in the situation of putting ourselves out there to have those penalties we had to make sure we cleaned it up this week we saw something too that maybe you guys haven't seen a whole lot of this season but really saw quite a bit of adversity kind of early on in the game what did that change for you guys and what did you tell the squad 
you know, really the biggest thing was at halftime. You know, um, I said this, you know, post game last week is we haven't ever trailed at half. You know, even in those tight ball games, you know, in the Blair Oaks game and the Boonville game, you know, we were up at half, whether it's a touchdown or, or two. And so going in down, that was different for us, you know. And so I knew my approach to the halftime. You know, I always make sure I address the team first before we split up into offense and defense and make our adjustments. And I knew that I was really going to have to change my approach to it, you know, and I was going to have to make sure that I really was calm, cool, and collected so that I didn't create more tension within the guys because you could feel how tense we were going into this you know I honestly they're high school kids you know and you could sit here and you could talk to them all week long about how hard your opponent's going to play this second time around and how much they've improved and they think it's coach talk you know they think hey we beat them 46-12 the last time we're going to do the same thing to them well I don't think they were ready for Centurion to come out and punch us in the mouth and it happened so there was the adversity like you just spoke about and so we got some things together and we talked about sticking together you know making sure that we get some things cleaned up and fixed we make our adjustments you know and we go out and coming out in the second half and it couldn't be better for us you know Bo fumbles the first snap and then we drive down we get within you know inside the 10 yard line and then we get another penalty you know and so it's just not typically us and then obviously we get the turnover with the pick and now the game's back to a two possession game by Centralia so like you said lots of adversity cannot be more proud of how we continue to fight all night long in that face of adversity and finding a way to come out on top. Well, we talk about playing the four quarters of the game, too, and, and playing both halves. But you guys came out in the second half and did make the adjustments that were needed. You outscored the Panthers 22-14. to 14. Obviously, that was a big piece of getting that victory. Yeah, it definitely was. You know, I mean, two of those scores obviously come late in the in the fourth quarter there. You know, I believe it's right around about the 545 mark, somewhere around there. It's under six minutes, and we're down two possessions. You know, and I'm honestly, at that point in time, I'm not going to lie to you. I started getting a little nervous. I knew we had to get a stop, and it was something we hadn't been doing all night. So we finally get an opportunity to get a stop. Tiger makes that big, long run. You kind of feel the momentum start to shift our way. And then, you know, I, I think the key part of the game, honestly, was the, uh, the, the quick pitch out to A.J. Austin that he took for 55. Got us down to the eight-yard line you know, with about a minute 30 left and we're able to go ahead and punch one in right there and tie it up at 36. We call that timeout because everybody knows we're not kicking. We're going for two and uh, we got the right play call dialed up and our kids believed in what we were doing. They asked for the play call, uh, you know, and we executed it. And so then now it's the pressure's back on our defense. One-on-one left. We've got to kick off. We've got to cover it, you know, and, and then we've got to stop them. And they got, they got two first downs and they're, uh, we were right in the right spot at the right time for Landon Severs to make that interception and steal the deal for us. Senior quarterback Tiger Cobb, he continued to add to his accolades for the season. He looked very impressive, particularly with his vision across the field and able to make some really key reads that freed himself up or to be able to pitch it off to make that read and be able to, to dial it up. You know, that's one thing he's been doing well all long, you know, all season long is, you know, we RPO and then obviously our read game is big, you know, so not a ton of RPOs have been going in the past few weeks just because we've kind of dialed up a few things in the read game that we feel like puts the defense in a bind more so than us trying to, to throw the ball off the option look instead of making it a triple option, you know, with our backs and with Tiger. So he's done a great job, like I said, all season long with that. His vision is, is great, you know, and I feel like we're going to have to make sure here in this game tonight that we're going to have to be able to take advantage of some of the quick game opportunities and, you know, kind of get those guys out of the box. I mean, that's what teams want to do to us. They want to stack the box, they want to load it up, and they want to try to stop the run. So I feel like tonight's game plan is going to have to go a little different, and we're going to have to make sure that we're able to complete some quick game as well on top of that vision of running football. Well, he also showed why he's a leader on the team as a general commanding his troops. There was a moment there in the second half. Tensions were very high. Emotions were high. I mean, there was a personal foul penalty for some extracurricular activity. That player came off, and Tiger was the first one there to talk to him and get him calmed down. That's one of those things that you, you, don't, you don't teach that. They're just born with that, and your, your general just has that ability. 
Correct. You know, and that's what makes him so special is just the leadership piece. I mean, he's one of the few guys on the team they can flat get after his teammates and expect more and, and demand more, you know, and they're not questioning it. They're not bucking him. You know, they're coming right back and they're saying, you know, hey, this is what we have to do because this is what our leader's telling us to do. And, you know, when you see that, that's what leadership is all about. And it means way more when it's peer-to-peer than from when it's coach to, to player, you know. And so that peer-to-peer leadership has been something that has grown all season long and something that our team has really rallied behind Tiger with. You definitely see that too. You mentioned it uh, with that two-point conversion that you guys went to after tying the ball game up at 36 apiece. You know, you got that thought coming into that uh, with the timeout that maybe that was going to be the call. It's the, you know, you ride the horse that, that gets you there, but there was just no question. I mean, he he willed himself and, and if I remember right, almost untouched into the end zone. Yeah, you know, we call the timeout because we want to make sure we get the right play call there. We just came off the left side, you know, to score on a QB ISO and uh, they wanted it again. So we formationed it a little different just so we didn't, you know, give it a dead away on where we were going. But everybody in that stadium knew who was carrying the football and it was going to be Tiger Cobb. And he looked me straight in my face and he said, I will get the three yards. And I, I trusted, you know, and what made it even better is when two of my left side of my offensive line look at me in the face and they say, run it left, we will score. And they did that on the previous play that we put one in on. So, you know, that's the thing that you love to see right now at this point in the season is just the confidence growing and the kids understanding the game, understanding their abilities and understanding their willed and want to win and them going out and executing. I mean, it's tremendous right now and, and Tiger being the leader behind it. I was super impressed, too, with the offensive line unit. You know, you just mentioned them coming to you and saying, run behind us, we're going to score. They don't always get a lot of love, but I got to say, they showed up to do work in the trenches and they did it. Yeah, they did. You know, and that, that goes for everybody across the board. And, you know, when it gets going and our leader really up there is Jaden Walters, uh, you know, our left guard. He's done a great job. And he's a kid who's been a lot more vocal this year. And, you know, he's expressed some things throughout the course of the season. You know, he's a, he's an offensive lineman. I mean, he's bought in. He's one guy that's, you know, given his all down in the trenches. And when it comes to clutch time and we need to make a play, he wants to run football. And he wants you to run behind him. And I love that. I mean, that's just the, the down and dirty, the, the, you know, the nitty gritty that you don't get a lot of sometimes in, in high school football of kids wanting to run the football. You know, they, everybody wants to do the fancy, throw it around and want to, you know, let, go make big plays, you know, but these guys, they want to run it. You know, and we got the guys to do that. So we got to make sure that we rely on that this evening as well. Well, senior wide receiver A.J. Osteen had some big blocks in the game. Had a, I wouldn't say quiet night, but definitely made his presence known with some of those blocks and some of those key runs. But big thing, he came up clutch. He kind of hit on it late in the game, kept the drive alive, which ultimately led to the final go-ahead touchdown. Yeah, you know, he's been our playmaker all year. Um, you know, when it comes to clutch time, you know, we got to get him the ball. You know, in that last drive right there, you know, we, we did, we ran the ball three times. You know, we're, we're starting to get the clock ticking down under two minutes here. So you got to think about some sort of pass game because we've got over 50 to go. You know, I think we were on like a, the minus 40 there. So we saw the off coverage. Uh, they said Trey was running. So we wanted to go ahead and just throw a quick hitch. I mean, it's a three-step pitch on the outside and get AJ the ball. And everybody knows he hasn't really been known for a lot of yak yards after the catch. You know, normally he's surrounded by multiple defenders. So when he goes up to make the catch, you know, normally guys are all around him. Well, he made the catch. He squared the kid up. He shook him. Stiff arm made a spin move that I haven't seen all season. And 55 down the sideline, you know, all the way down to the eight-yard line. I mean, it was a tremendous play. That was the play of the game right there that really lifted us to go in and get that score. Well, junior running back Harrison Fowler and senior Trenton Hobbs continue to be a great one-two punch running the ball last week. 
Yeah, they did. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you what I was really impressed with is, you know, you got the power from Trenton Hobbs and the elusiveness, I thought, on that first touchdown run from Harrison Fowler when he came through, ran a little counterplay. He came through, and, I mean, he squared up the defender, made a jump cut, got vertical, made one more cut, and then runs over to the defender on the goal line score to show his power as well. you got to remember, this is a young man that last year in the last game of the season, the quarterfinals, first Palmyra had a tip-bib fracture. I mean, he had surgery. He was out for eight months, you know, trying to get this thing rehabbed. And I was just saying to the staff this week, I really feel like he is truly 100% right now. And that's where we have to have our, our guys, you know, is the ability to go with that one-two punch with Hobbs and Fowler. I think it makes it really tough to defend us, uh, and it gives uh, you know us multiple options in the run game. Well, something too that I noticed a lot of is is the the guys you know they're they're believing in what it is and they're just not going down easy. They're giving the drive, they're keeping the legs going, they're falling forward, they're getting those extra yards, and it doesn't always appear you know in the in the stat charts or anything like that. But getting those extra yards here and there add up to be a whole lot throughout the game. You know, it'd be very interesting to go back at the end of the season and go through all the film and. and that, you know, the yards after contact, because I'm telling you what, both those guys do a great job with that, you know, and you saw Hobbs on the first run of our first drive. We go outside and he bounces it. And I mean, he was dragging defenders with him and ends up not even going down. They end up getting him out of bounds. But I mean, I mean, I think he broke like four tackles and he was running through defenders and he's been doing that all season for us. You know, he really gives us a change, a nice change up in the backfield. He's really a downhill hard guy, but then people don't think because he's big that he's fast, but he also has a little bit of elusiveness to him too. And then you get back and you get Fowler, like I said, and that guy's able to, to break tackles and use his speed. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think his cuts have really gotten better here in the past couple of weeks. But defensively, your squad continued to show that they're a, a pretty well-tuned unit. They've got a nose for the football, including that, uh, including having a fumble recovery and an interception. That interception did uh, pretty much, you know, put you guys uh, in in the driver's seat late in the game to, uh, to take the, the W and look on to a championship. You know, defensively, your teams are going to make plays. I mean, it's just the way it goes. You're, we'd love to, to say, hey, we're in a lineup and we're going to shut everybody out. You know, but in reality, we know that that's going to be a tough task week in and week out. So you kind of got to live by the bend but don't break mentality. Um, you know, you, you've got to go into it knowing that there's going to be some explosive plays that happen, but it's how do you react, how do you come back, and how do you counter it? And I think, you know, it took us a little while to settle into this game, um, you know, and really understand that they were they were in it to win it. Centralia didn't come just to show up and play a football game. They came here to beat us. And I think finally, you know, late in the third, early in the fourth, we started figuring out how we were going to get it defended. And uh, we did a much better job. Well, your defense is also only averaging giving up just over 100 yards of passing per game. That's an outstanding number, I think, for any level, but just shows that they're finding ways to really shut it down. You know, a lot of that stuff, too, is it's based out of single high, you know, playing cover three. And uh, I think that was something that hurt us a little bit on, on last Friday night was Centralia was very familiar with us. They knew exactly how we were going to align defensively as far as where our DBs would be. And they did a great job of taking advantage of those outside hitches and curls. You know, I, I, that's why I think really, you know, when they were on the plus 47 and it was fourth and five, I was really surprised that they punted it to us. But I think what changed it was we lined up in a press man coverage and we showed press man. We'd only did it a couple times. And we took away those easy hitches. And I think that might have been the thought process behind them punting that football to us there on that fourth and five when they were in their own territory. Well, because of your squad getting the top seed in districts, you guys were awarded the home field advantage. Centralia did travel quite well to the game, but how important was it being in front of your own home crowd? 
you know, it's super nice. You know, is last year uh, we were in the, we were in the same position with the one seed, and we we gave up our home field advantage because of the county restrictions due to COVID last year. So we went, we played our, the district semifinal game down in Herman on the road, and then we went to North Callaway when we should have hosted both of those games. So being back home again is, is awesome. Um, you know, I think tonight, no matter what happens here, you know, if we're we're lucky enough to move on and fortunate enough that I think this may be our last home game, no matter what here. So you know, it's going to be a really exciting crowd tonight for a district championship. The environment's going to be outstanding, um, you know, just like it was. Well, this week, your team faces the Class 2 District 6 championship game. Both teams coming in with an unblemished 10-0 and record. I coined it last week. It's going to be a throwdown in H-Town. I'm ready to see it. Yeah, I'm really excited about this opportunity. I mean, they, they are very, very well coached football team. They're super physical. They're big up front. We haven't seen anything like it. You know, I think the closest thing we can go back and kind of compare it to is a little bit of Eldon. You know, different style of concepts in the run game. But as far as big, physical, fast, I mean, that's the type of run game that we're going to get ran at us tonight. Bowling Green started the district play by beating the Missouri Military Academy. That was a 70 to nothing final. That was quarterfinals action. Then last week, they beat California 65-14 in semifinals play. When you look at the Bobcat team and compare similar opponents, there definitely is a lot of similar score outcomes and a lot of similar feelings to their schedule versus your guys's. Right. I mean, that's like that, I think that's the closest thing you can do is, you know, you got to try to look and compare who they played versus who we played and how we match up versus those teams. And so, you know, really last week in the California game, that's the big one for us. You know, I've watched that game till multiple times um, just because I feel like, you know, we were able to handle California in a similar fashion as, you know, Bowling Green did. So looking at what they were taking advantage of on both sides of the football. And so, you know, you look at that game and if you take that one game with that one common opponent, you know, you're pretty equal, you know. And I mean, like I said, they're 10-0 and 0 for a reason. They're a good football team. Like I said, they're well coached. They have great athletes and they're a different style of offense that you really just don't see a whole lot of, you know, that much in, in high school football anymore. Well, leading up to tonight's game, what's the conversation been in regards to looking at being 1-0 and you know, after the games? I mean, we, we talked about it last week. It doesn't really matter how you get to district play. It matters how you do each night. You don't look at, well, we finished the season here or there. You just say tonight our goal is to be 1-0 and when the game clock reads triple zeros. That's where we want to be. Right. You know, first of all, we talked about how we have to have a much better effort uh, defensively this week than we did last week. And we have to start way faster. You know, we, we have had a great week of practice and prep this week. It has been really physical. We've known that we had to be it had to be best on best all week long. You know, and that's the hardest thing is when you're prepping for another team is trying to simulate what they do offensively and defensively with your scout team guys. So we made it non-negotiable that none of our guys that rotate in on offensive defense were sitting out. They were going to be on both sides giving us a scout team look this week. So I think that was a very, very important factor for us trying to really preach how we're going to have to play with physicality tonight if we want a chance to win this football game. That's the help of everybody tonight. Everybody's good. You know, that's been the good thing for us. You know, uh, knock on wood here is we're coming in healthy. Um, you know, our, we banged up a little bit this week in practice. You know, like I said, is uh, we had to. I mean, it was one of those nights where, you know, on Tuesday and Wednesday night throughout the course of practice, I mean, it felt like a live football game. I mean, we were flat getting after one another. Some coaches think, hey, that's crazy. Let's don't get guys hurt. Let's don't get guys dinged. But we knew that that was going to have to be our approach if, if we wanted to be physical on Friday night. You know, is we had to preach physicality all week long and we're hoping our boys come out fired up tonight and, and a little, honestly, a little mad at themselves about the way that they showed up last week. You know, I, that, that was last week. And that's something that we've preached all week long. And that's not who we are. That's not how we've done things all season long. Um, and so we took a much better approach to practice this week. Well, facing the Bobcats tonight, anything else you expect them to do? You know, big thing is, um, I, you know, obviously as a 
as an offense coordinator, um, I'm a little concerned about the, how they're going to line up. Will they do anything different? You know, will they give us something? You know, we've obviously seen every defense, you know, throughout the course of the season. But, you know, your kids are honed in on what they're doing based on film. Will they give us a different look to start the game? We don't know. You know, we know they're going to load the box and they're going to try to stop our run game. But the thing I keep going back to and alluding to with our team and our coaches is, hey, guys, they're 10-0 and too. They're a good football team. They're going to do what they do. You know, and that's what we expect is. And, you know, the big thing for us is going to be defensively, we have to stop the run. I mean, they are going to try to line up and pound it right at us. Uh, and if we can be physical and stop the run game and force them into throwing the football a little bit, I think that gives us a better advantage than if we're just giving up the run all night long. Well, I think tonight, too, without question, the leaders of front row will have the crowd rallied up for every snap. They're going to be on the edge of their seats if they're even bothering to sit down. I know that the leaders of the front row will not be sitting down, but I think it's going to be a good turnout, and uh, we expect to see a vocal or hear a vocal crowd. Yeah, I expected to. You know, they're all jazzed up for tonight's game. We had a pep rally yesterday at school, uh, you know, so we, we didn't have school today. So had a pep rally and getting the guys fired up and, and the whole community and our school fired up. And I think they, they've got their theme of camo this week. Uh, so I know they're excited. I know everybody's going to be uh, ready here to show up and show out. So excited for our crowd tonight, too. Well, Coach Conyers, thanks for joining us for our pregame show. Any final thoughts before you get out of here? Uh, you know, really excited about this opportunity. Very proud of our program and where we've come and, and the season that we've had. You know, where we want to make sure we go out and play with physicality. So, uh, big shout out to all of our community, everybody who's been on here listening and supporting us and, and trying to find a way to follow Indian Nation in our football program. I really appreciate all you guys. All in, Road Tribe. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's Hallsville Indians football head coach Justin Conyers. We're going to take a break and be back with more of your Hallsville Indians pregame show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville football here on the Home of the Indians, the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The excitement is building in the stands, and the tension is rising in the locker room as kickoff is just around the corner. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Cardi, Centurion Care, Eddie Gaydale Society, Embrace the Curve, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Group. Jackie Rush, Remax Realty, Class Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studio, Law Offices of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental Care, and State Tech of Missouri. The best coverage in mid-Missouri continues as we'll be back with kickoff right after these messages. This has been the Hallsville Indians Weekend Show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727 421 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions it's time for hallsville indians football on the show me sports network well it is
it is that time as we're going to have to stop our game intro as ball is teed up. Teams are ready. They decided to start just a hair early as Orsulin has it teed up. Hits one of the up men. They're going to have to fall on it. He will get it at the 32 and advance it up the field. Still on his feet across the 40. As good thing we dropped out of our intro. I hate to do that, but it was evident they are ready to get started here at Hallsville. They're ready to go home just as quick as we are. I cannot believe I'm seeing football players on the field right now with no sleeves on. Tiger Cobb being one of them, the Hallsville star quarterback, A.J. Austin, the wide receiver uh, and safety for the Indians. Both of them uh, sleeveless tonight, which uh, I, I physically cannot comprehend. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing it either as I've got layer upon layer and still I'm cold as the Bowling Green will take over on the 43. They'll work it up the middle, short gain there as they'll pick up right about four yards, be closer to midfield, but we'll bring up a second down. Yeah, it's tough running there for the Bobcats. They run a little bit of a triple option hybrid. Um, two, two down backs next to each other behind the quarterback. They've got different ways that they can go with the football, and you saw it right there. They faked it to the, uh, to the first running back, and the quarterback capped it for about four or five yards. So he does keep it for five yards, bring up a second and very short as he'll go up under center. That is Dalton as he'll keep it on the option himself. Now he'll try to cut it in the middle. He'll be met by the purple jersey wall, and he'll be thrown back. They will say he does pick up about two yards right at midfield. It'll bring up a third down. See, and this is a really fascinating offense. They get out of that huddle. They break the huddle very quickly. They're up on the ball immediately. These Hallsville Indians are going to have to be sharp here early in the game. So this defense trying to get the first takeaway or the first stop as it'll bring up a third and three for Bowling Green is up under center. They'll have everybody up there and we'll have flags. I got to think that's probably going to be in the neck of the woods. But not everybody was set. And I don't think they had four uh, people off the line either. It looked like they only had the quarterback and the two running backs. Uh, and we'll see what they call here. Unfortunately, it's going to go on Hallsville, they say, encroachment. So that will be a first down. Interesting. I think you could have seen an illegal formation call there, but they must have got the jump uh, on the Indians first. So that will be the first first down of the ball game. Ball now at the 45-yard line of the Indians. Clock stopped at 10:46 here momentarily. Bowling Green working left to right on your media center, as they will give it to the second man through. Ball carrier will have maybe a half yard and then no more carrying that is the junior back in Marcus Starks. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of that discipline from the Hallsville defense. This is all about stopping the, the ball carrier. It doesn't matter uh, who has the ball. You're going to see a lot of different people getting touches tonight. So Starks carries it but doesn't get much for his hard work. They'll break the huddle again here. I have a receiver on the far side, two backs in the backfield. As up under center will be Dalton. He'll give it to the first man through. Just a quick dive. He'll have short yardage there. Is carrying it again was Starks. Yeah, this is a really old-school offense. Not going not gonna to spread the ball out like you see in the modern-day NFL, modern-day college football power five. They're splitting out one wide receiver most of the time, and everything else is right there in the middle of the field. So we'll bring up a third and six. Again, I think you hear the wind in our mics. Now you hear the crowd come alive. As this will be a third down here, this defense again, as I said on the previous third down play, needs to come alive. Two receivers far side, two in the back. They'll hand it off straight up the middle, off to the races. Starks is going to go in. As he got through the line, takes it 41 yards out. And the first points goes in favor of Bowling Green. 
That was all about what we just talked about. They've only split out one wide receiver. On that play, they did two wide receivers on the far side of the field. That took the safety out from the middle of the field. All of a sudden, hand the ball right up the middle, untouched virtually. Not only did it take the uh, safety out, but it seemed like it took all the linebackers out too as that goes 41 yards to the house. That gives the early 6 to nothing lead in favor of Bowling Green. You're going to see Bowling Green go for two. Kicking game probably not going to be much of a factor here tonight with these crazy, crazy wins. So they will go up under center. They'll roll here to the near side looking for the corner of the end zone. The pass is made and good. Two-point conversion is good. See, and that's about all the passing that you're going to see tonight. Quick little outs, nothing that's going to you know, really drive the ball down the field. So with 9.31 left to go here in this first quarter, the Indians trail 8 to nothing. We'll pause and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Well, the Bobcats able to strike the end zone first as they take it in. Capped off by a 41-yard touchdown run. They take it on six plays and take it in. A short kick will be taken by one of the up men at the 36. It'll work near side across the 40. It'll be taken down near the 45. That's where they'll set up shop at. Yeah, really good starting field position here for the Indians. You know, don't want to get behind the sticks. Don't want to get behind the chains. Obviously love when you're starting uh, at your own 44-yard line, it looks like. You are right about that. So they will start at their own 44-yard line, does Hallsville. As they trail. 8 to nothing here. 9.26 left to go here in this opening quarter. And they'll spread it out, have a receiver either way going right to left on your media center or your Show Me Sports Network app. They'll give it up the middle. Quickly a big hole across midfield. That's Hobbs. He'll be down near a yard shy of the first down marker before he's tripped up. Yeah, two totally different styles of offense. Bowling Green really compact, really going to pack you in uh, on the defensive line. This Hallsville team likes to spread you out a little bit. You see it right there with the uh, run pass option there just right up the middle for nine yards. So now they'll split off to the right will be Hobbs. Tiger Cobble keeping himself. He's got the corner, and he's going to get to the sticks. It should be awful close to a first down. We'll see where they officially spot him. Looked like he didn't get that good of a spot. So the ball is on the opposing 46. Looks like it should be a first down to me, but. Yeah, it just came up just shy, so we'll be a third and very short. As two receivers on either side. Tiger Cobb will be in shotgun. He'll call for the snap. He'll give it to Hobbs, rather, keeping it himself up the middle. Faked me out again. He's got about 10 yards, moves the chains. Yeah, Cobb will not only fake us out, he fakes defenses out a lot of the time, too. 
you saw it right there, Hobbs going around that far side of the field. Uh, it looked like the corners on the far side there thought he had the ball, and uh, Cobb was able to scoot up the middle there. So Hobbs will be again in the backfield. Wind picking up rather fiercely here. Receiver on either side as they work right to left. They'll do the end around and pitch it off to Fowler, who's taken down in the backfield. He will lose about five yards. Yeah, that was that pitch play that you, you see the Kansas City Chiefs often run uh, with their speedsters, and uh, didn't work out the same there for the Indians. The Bobcats uh, were all over it. Tried to run that jet sweep, but just could not find the open runway to get upfield. Again, one receiver either way. Tiger Cobb looks like maybe he's trying to run an audible there. They will split out three receivers now far side in his right hip pocket is Hobbs. He'll throw a little screen pass over there to Fowler. He makes one man miss. He's going to be quickly hemmed in as he'll get to the 45 before he's taken down there. We'll bring up a third and long as he loses a couple of yards. Looked like they could have had something going. They had a little three-on-two action there. They had trips out to the far side. Uh, but the, the Bowling Green linebackers did a really good job of diagnosing the play and getting over there uh, quickly for the stop. So we'll be a third and long. So it'll be a third and 17. Ball spotted at the 45-yard line. And everybody will look over to get the play call. As Cobb will step under center now, he'll back up in shotgun. Three receivers here on the near side plus a wing. And he'll keep it himself straight up the middle. He's going to be quickly hemmed in after a couple yards. And he's going to be well short of the original marker. So we'll bring up a long fourth down here. have to think they punt this ball. But in this part of the field, Coach Conyers isn't afraid to go for it. You might see that pooch punt that we saw last week. So it is going to be a fourth and 15. Again, that's probably not something you have much in your playbook is a fourth and 15 call. Cobb will be deep back and he is going to give a little pooch kick side winding kick will bounce inside the 20 take a right-handed bounce and go out near the 15 yard line so it wasn't a three and out but they were unable to get much going picked up one first down and then kind of stalled out we'll see this uh referee crew moving pretty quickly here we saw it last week uh, did much of the same they, they like to keep this game moving here in this uh, district title game I don't blame them on that one bit. My only complaint is that at least let me get through my pregame stuff before you start the game. So Bowling Green has the 8 to nothing lead. Clock rolling after they snap the ball. 6-16 left again. Big run there, and it's going to be off to the races as they will, <coughs> pardon me, have one man does make the tackle inside the 20 as carrying it with Starks, and they want a horse collar tackle. But they will not get it as he takes it the length of the field. Well, there is a flag down, so check that. They might have a case for the horse collar. Apologize, I picked up a little bit of a cold from last week. That was a touchdown-saving grab as that thing went for 60-plus yards. Yeah, that's just uh, unsound gap discipline right there. Just uh, something simple, running the ball directly up the middle with Starks, who they has been their, their uh, workhorse back all season. And you see the chain gang hustling down the field because uh, that was a big game. Ball started on their own 15, did the Bobcats. Now it's at the nine-yard line of the Indians. So it's went basically the length of the field in one play. It'll be first and goal at the nine. And working left to right on your media center, 6.05 left to go. They're going to give it to the first man through. He's going to have short yardage before it's piled up. Again, they just really... 
packed the middle there very full with white jerseys. Yeah, and even when even when they do that, they're going to get a couple yards because they've got so many offensive linemen and tight ends in there to, to push the pile forward. The clock rolling, under 540 to go, ball at the five-yard line. Bowling Green leading 8 to nothing here in this Class 2 District 6 championship game. They'll give it on the far side with it. Taking it is Keel, and he will be in there for a six-yard touchdown run. Definitely not the start that Coach Conyers and the Indians wanted, but like we talked about last week, faced a little bit of adversity last week. Maybe this helps him, you know, come back from uh, this early deficit. Well, I think right now you would be very accurate to say this crowd is shocked at the moment as it is a two-score game as they lead 14 to nothing to the Bobcats. See another two-point try here. So they will, again, try for two. We have a flag down. Looked like the quarterback fall started. That's what you're going to get called. So the Bobcats will back up. There'll still be a two-point conversion. They lead 14 to nothing. Here are the... Uh, Leaders of the front row saying you can't do that. 5.26 left to go here in this opening quarter. So they will try again for a two-point conversion. This time it's outside the six-yard line. Dropping back is Dalton looking, has a receiver, broken up. Nice job. A.J. Austin shows he can catch a pass, but he can break up one too. Yeah, really good defense there. They decided to throw the ball, obviously, moving back to the eight-yard line for that two-point conversion. Uh, you know, great job there uh, by Austin uh, of defending that. So that still keeps the score 14 to nothing in favor of Bowling Green. We'll pause quickly and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage. Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Whether it's balls and strikes, fouls or flags, your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics. If you've ever tried your hand at officiating, you know how hard these men and women work. And you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally. Keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events. After all, respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we can teach our students. This message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Tough break there for the Indians as they give up. Replay drive that goes 85 yards. Another short kick, and we're going to have a whistle. And somebody was offsides, a little too anxious to get upfield. Yeah, and that's Starks that is actually kicking for the Bobcats tonight. Remind you, that is the running back that they have been riding. Uh, you know, the big gain there on the last drive and the touchdown on the uh, first drive. I think it's safe to say he pretty much does everything. He is a standout player for sure. At least for the moment, we don't see our snow flurries right now. It's still windy, very windy. It's not attached to the table. It's going off into the crowd from our perch up here on top of the press box. Blake Gazzle here with you, joined by Patterson Follis. Another short kick is going to hit one of the up men, and he's just going to fall on it. As that'll fall down at the 38-yard line, so that is where the Indians will start with it. Can't imagine that Coach Conyers 
wanted this start. He's got his offense on the field now, hopefully going to go drive down the field here and, and score a touchdown to bring this back to a one-score game. So ball again at the 38-yard line for the Indians. They trail 14 to nothing, 526 left to go here in this first quarter of the championship game for Class 2, District 6. Three receivers, far side, one near side. Cobb will get the snap. He'll keep it, and he'll be snowed under. Boy, the defensive end did not bite at all on that play as he faked it to Fowler, and he had nowhere to go with it. Yeah, that's Devin Rue for the Bobcats. Really good discipline there. Didn't bite on the fake handoff to the running back and, and was able to swallow Cobb there in the backfield. So it goes as a five-yard loss. So we'll bring up a second and 15, clock under five to go, ball on the 33-yard line. Cobb looking near side, throws it. Frostine almost made the one-handed grab. A.J. bobbled in and almost came up with it, but ran out of real estate on the sidelines. That's what we were talking about in the pregame show. Really tough right now when you're going right to left on this field with the wind swirling and whipping the way it is. That ball just kind of floats up there in the air. So we'll bring up a third and long here. Again, clock stopped with that incomplete 4.50 to go here in this opening quarter. Bobcats lead 14 to nothing. Again, kind of the same formation we've seen. Fowler in the backfield. They'll three receivers on the far side, one here on the near side. They'll send one in motion. That's Austin. Now dropping back is Tiger Cobb looking far side. He's going to step up in the pocket. Still has some pressure. Makes one man miss. He's going to keep it himself. Makes another miss at the 40. Still on his feet across midfield. He's at the 40. The 35. Another man misses. 30. 20. He's going to be tackled inside the 20-yard line. Might have been tackled by his own man. How many people did he make miss there? I counted about 17. Uh, did a great job there. That's a design pass play. And Cobb is able to bail out of the pocket when he didn't see anything developing. And, and that's the kind of freak athlete he is. Taking that ball all the way down the sideline. And, and like you said, tackled by his own man. Wouldn't have gotten stopped. They had about six guys, uh, you know, going to carry him to the end zone. And uh, got his feet tripped up there by his own guy. So ball at the 15-yard line. I just became the broken record. It was... Miss after miss after miss. Fowler, <coughs> pardon me, Fowler will have no gain on the play. Yeah, Indians not getting that push up front like they're used to. A little bit of uh, penetration there by the defensive line for the Bobcats. Uh, I'm sure Coach Conyers will address that. So it will be a second and ten. Fowler will stay in the backfield. Good one-two punch with Fowler and Hobbs. They trade off some of these series. Two receivers on the far side. One here on the near side. Now Fowler will go in the left hip pocket of Cobb. They'll fake the handoff. He'll keep it himself. He's around the corner. He'll be tripped up, but a flag comes in. I think you're looking at a holding call here, but in that general area of the field, that's normally what you're going to get. You're absolutely right on that. Typically when the flag comes in that quickly in that neck of the woods, it is almost always a holding call, and that is going to be the call. And that was one of the things that Coach Conyers stressed in our pregame show, that he really wanted to eliminate those those harsh penalties he talked about last week. They, they stopped themselves a couple of times there in the red zone and uh, can't imagine that he's happy about this. So we'll bring up a second and very long now, a second and 20, ball at the 25-yard line. So they'll have twin receivers either way, again working right to left on your media center, your Show Me Sports Network app. Cobb will get the shotgun snap. He'll roll to the near side, has pressure. He's going to unload it towards the end zone. Throws it up. Ball's tipped up in the air. Falls incomplete. Double coverage there 
for A.J. Osteen, and he could not come down with it. Yeah, one thing I've noticed here earlier on the game, the Bobcats are focused in on number seven. They know who that playmaker is on the outside, and he's been doubled almost every single time he's gone out for a pass. That they definitely do know who catches the ball and gets upfield with it. So we'll bring up a third and 20 now. Again, clock stop, 3.31 left to go here in this opening quarter of this throwdown here at H-Town, the Class 2 District 6 championship game, and it's 14 to nothing in favor of Bowling Green. Trips on the far side, one receiver near side. Cobb will get the shotgun snap. He's dropping back, looking far side now. He'll check it down to Fowler. He's going to be tackled from behind across the 20. He was trying to set up a screen, but somebody got in there, busted it open. Yeah, it looked like he could have had a nice little gain there. Uh, one of those defensive linemen for Bowling Green was able to diagnose the screen, hold up from rushing at Cobb, and uh, able to make the tackle there. Looks like the uh, Indians will go for it, though. Well, they're in the neck of the woods here where I absolutely would go for it probably 100% of the time, especially being down 14 to nothing. We do have whistles, and we're going to have a timeout called by Bowling Green, so they want to think about what they're going to do defensively. Clock stop, 2.59 left here in this opening quarter. It's 14 to nothing in favor of the Bobcats. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom. Using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. This state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Visit HanCustomLaserEngraving.myshopify.com or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving LLC a veteran owned business by the Bobcats they want a chance to talk about defensively what they're going to do be a fourth down here for the Indians. They'll have trip receivers far side. Hobbs will be in the backfield now. Austin will come across the play beyond the near side. Tiger Cobb has to step up, evade some pressure, throws it. Got his receiver inside the five, catching it is Hobbs. And he just got enough to pick up the new set of downs. That's a beautiful play there by both players. Cobb avoiding some pressure there in the backfield. Took a hit as he got as he got rid of that ball, and Hobbs, perfect job of finding the soft spot in the zone for exactly the yardage that they needed. He knew what he needed, and he planted those feet with about a half yard extra. So they will set up again, first and goal, this time inside at the four-yard line, knocking on the door. Two backs in the backfield, one offset, one behind. They'll give it to Hobbs. He's trying to work the far corner, and he's going to stretch it out, but he's going to be short. Yeah, again, that gap discipline by the Bobcats, really solid here early on. They're not getting fooled by those fakes, by those options. Well, they tried to stretch it out, tried to keep those legs moving, and just could not get across the goal line. So we'll be second and goal. Looks like he got no gain, so second and goal at the four. They'll have one receiver either way, Austin up top. Down here on the bottom is Fowler. They'll also have a wing as well as Hobbs in the backfield standing 
couple feet over from Cobb. He'll get it, actually fake it. They'll pitch it off, and for the moment, it's going to be a touchdown, but we're going to check the flag. They flipped it off to Xavier Stinson. We'll see what they're going to call. There's quite a conversation going on. That thing came out of the official's pocket in a hurry. Don't know what the penalty would have been on. Play looked clean to me, and you're going to hear some chatter here from the uh, home side. I didn't even see what it, what it was. Not sure. It looks like they blew the play dead, but yeah, I didn't, think they waved. Yeah, didn't move the ball. Off, Interesting. Which is unfortunate because that went into the end zone. Yeah, and that's that's one of those plays you draw up and uh, you know you use in a special occasion. That's uh, tough to burn one there for the uh, Indians. Clock rolling under a minute forty to go here in this opening quarter. Indians trail fourteen to nothing. So again, they'll have a receiver on either way. Cobb will be in the shotgun. He'll give it off. Nice move to hurdle a man and into the end zone is Hobbs. He hurdled a man and takes it in from four yards out. It's a beautiful cut there. You, you heard Coach Conyers talk about in our pregame show about how elusive he has been lately. And, and the free safety came down, had a free run at him, and all he did was hit the brakes with that left foot and jump cut there into the end zone. He takes it in from four yards out, and they will go for two as they do. Try to cut that lead to plus 14, cut it in half. Make it still a one score game. Now they'll send a player across from the far side, pitch it off, same play they run and Xavier's gonna be in there for the two point conversion. So they just had to run an extra play in between those, but both times that was successful on just a little Patrick Mahomes shovel pass off to your wing, and they go in for the two-point conversion. Yeah, so I guess in hindsight, they didn't have to burn one because they were able to use it there on that two-point conversion. So that makes it a 14-8 ball game. A minute 25 to go here in the opening quarter. That 14-8 score in favor of the Bobcats. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Shooter Sports Network. Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at hallsvilleathleticboosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! Well, the Indians drive down the field and are able to punch it in, get the two-point conversion. They trail by six at 14 to eight. Worshalin will tee it up. Nice sideline high kick. He's going to drive the return man back inside his own 20. That starts with it. He's across the 30, across the 35. Still on his feet across the 40, across midfield. He might take it to the house as he's streaking across the far side. He's going to be tripped up and pushed out of bounds inside the 20. That is not the return they were looking for. And that's not the guy you want to put the ball in his hands. Nice kick there uh, from the Indians, but you kick it right at right at Starks, and, and he's able to make someone miss and, and uh, go down the sideline there. Not exactly what the Indians wanted coming off that score. That is not at all what they wanted to do. Coach Conyers visibly upset with his kicker. 
Probably for the same reason. Don't kick it to the guy that can make the play like that. That sets Bowling Green up just 16 yards away. And really, they've had no problem scoring because they've scored on both of their possessions. They'll give it to the second back through. He does lose his footing and falls down. That was Keel on the carry, but he does pick up decent yards there. Yeah, they plan these heavy formations, these heavy sets. Lots of offensive linemen, lots of tight ends in the game like we've talked about. Really packed in, jammed tight. And they're able to pick up four or five yards there, you know, with relative ease. Under 50 seconds to play here in this first quarter in regulation of our championship game. That's for the Class 2 District 6 title. As, again, they'll get it quickly thrown down in the backfield. That was starts with it and shooting through is a host of players, but big junior D.J. Larkin leads the charge. Yeah, that's really the first time all night you've seen the Indians get some penetration there in the backfield. A really nice job there of uh, splitting those two fullbacks out of lead blocking for Starks and uh, getting him to the ground. Larkin just cut his way through. He's listed as a 6'3", 230-pound junior. He has got 13 thrown for losses this season. So play clock is going to wind down. A game clock, rather, 2-1. And that will sound the horn for the end of the first quarter of play after one quarter. It's Bowling Green, 14, and the Indians, 8. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. The score of any athletic event is generally forgotten over time, but the actions of players, coaches, and spectators leave lasting impressions. The next time you attend a high school game, think of how history will remember you. Choose good sportsmanship and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. Remember, the lessons you teach today will help develop better citizens in our communities for tomorrow. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Uh -huh. I know an agent there. Welcome to Jamaica. We love, oh, we love it. But we're thinking about Tokyo. Uh -huh. I know a guy. You know an agent too. That's Kathy Rush at Remax Jefferson City. Call her today at 573 761 3405. So we'll switch into the field here as you hear the fans come alive as it'll be a third and seven ball at the 13-yard line. The Bobcats will keep it himself. He is their quarterback streaking towards the corner of the end zone, and he is going to be in there for a 13-yard touchdown run. Dalton takes it himself. That's just beautiful play design there. You know, they, they sucked the Hallsville defense, those linebackers down into the middle. All Dalton does is fake it to Starks and, and, and run around the outside. Takes it from 13 yards out. Adds back to his team's lead. Easy to do when you start on the opponent's 16-yard line. So they will go for two here, as they do. They will go to the far side and go. Hits his receiver in there for the two-point conversion. It is good. And that makes it a 22-8 score here at the moment. We will pause and take a break as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform with a guarantee of 100% American-made products. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Deficit, much like they just got themselves out of, as they're down 22 to 8 right now. Here to these Bowling Green Bobcats, both these teams undefeated, both sitting at 10 and 0 on the season. One of them will continue on towards a state championship, the other one starts looking at fall sports. That high winding kick is going to bounce at the 10, take a right hand turn, and go out of bounds. Not what the uh, Bobcats were wanting there. They brought in a different kicker. That wasn't Starks that time. Brought in their other kicker, and he kicks it out of bounds. He definitely got his leg into that, and they said makes a right-hand turn, goes out of bounds. So ball will be spotted at the 35-yard line. That's where the Indians will start with it. And the thing about this Hallsville offense, they're so dynamic, so explosive that even this two-possession game doesn't feel quite as out of reach as it might for other teams. You're exactly right. Tiger Cobb will command his troops. He'll be in shotgun, has two receivers either way, going left to right on your media center, and just threw that one well over the head of everybody. It was intended for A.J. Austin, but wind caught it, took it out of bounds. Yeah, not sure if the wind caught that one or just kind of lost the grip. Like we said, it is cold out here, and the wind is whipping around. Cobb out there, no gloves, no sleeves. Have to imagine those fingers are getting a little chilly right now. I know my hand is getting chilly. Same with uh, with my pen. It's not working quite right because it is, last I checked, it was about 35, 34 degrees here when the game started. So second and 10 ball at the 35-yard line. Twin receivers either side. Cobb will keep it himself as he's going to try to get the corner and could not think about making the pitch as the defense closed in on him quickly. And he's going to lose a couple yards. Yeah, that play didn't have much of a chance from the start. Cobb kind of bobbled that snap. Didn't have his pitch uh, available there. Um, just not a whole lot going right there on, on that one. So we'll bring up a third and 12. Clock rolling under 11 and a half to go here in this first half. Again, Bobcats leading 22 to 8 over the Hallsville Indians. Hallsville, the number one seed. Bobcats, the number two seed. Both coming in 10 and 0 undefeated. One receiver far side, three here on the near side. They'll rearrange. A.J. Austin falls down on the play, but he's going to be wide open, makes a grab at the 40, and he's going to be tackled just shy of the first down marker. He yeah. is slow to get up, though, as I think he might have tweaked something when he slipped and fell. Yeah, it was a little awkward there for Austin going down to the ground. Cobb had actually had a receiver out of that bunch set here on the near side. Looked like he was streaking down the field. Cobb looking for Austin. Got a good gain, but could have had a touchdown. Austin gets up, held his right collarbone for just a moment, so he's going to stay in there. He's tough as nails. 
They'll go for it on fourth and short. Cobble keeping himself straight up the middle. He's got several yards. He'll be near midfield. Yeah, that's exactly what Coach Conyers talked about last week. He talked about his left side of his offensive line wanting to run behind him. What does he do on fourth and one? Goes to the left side. So that will be a new set of downs. We've really had very few first downs because they haven't needed them. They've just taken it all the way into the end zone. Will be a new set of downs. Ball at the 48-yard line. Clock nearing 10 to go here in this first half. Again, Hallsville lead, or trails 22-8 to eight to Bowling Green. They'll fake the end around. Cobb straight up the middle. He's across midfield. He'll be tripped up. And they'll say he gained 11 yards, moves the chains himself. Yeah, Cobb saw the daylight there. He was about a half of a tackle away from going straight up the gut for a touchdown. <laughs> Again, you know, not a whole lot of uh, defense early on here. Um, you know, up the middle there, they're seeing a lot of openings in that Bobcat defense. A.J. Austin does come out here on this play. He's getting attention from the medical staff. They are looking at that right shoulder, right collarbone area. So hopefully he's just got a minor tweak and he'll be able to come back in the game later on. So two receivers on either side, rather, twin receivers. They're both stacked up one behind the other. There's the option pitch off to Fowler. He's going to be at the... 35 before he's ushered out. That looked like it was going to collapse in a hurry, but he was able to tight rope the corner, get upfield, and pick up positive yards. Yeah, that was Gunnar Bryant blowing up that play in the backfield. He he laid a lick there on Tiger Cobb. Cobb, veteran move, savvy player, pitches the ball at the perfect time, you know, to turn a, a four-yard loss into about an eight-yard gain. So we'll be a second and two now. Cobb will have two receivers far side, one near side. Fowler will get misdirected into the right hip pocket. Now, Cobble keeping himself. He's across the 30, the 20, 15, 10. Has two men to beat. He will be taken down inside the five. Like I just touched on, a lot of room up the middle. Because the Indians spread you out, they have the opportunity to punish you right down the middle of that defense. Not normally where that vulnerable point is, but Tiger Cobb taking full advantage of the fact that the Bowling Green defense has to be spread out to cover these receivers. Cobb takes it straight up the middle. It's going to be first and goal at the five. They'll look over and get the call from the sidelines. He'll send some traffic. That's Fowler now to his right. He'll keep it himself. He's hit in the backfield. He's taken down, loses a couple yards. Yeah, nothing much going there. That's Teddy Charlton for the Bobcats. 5'11", 246 pounds as a junior. Big fellow there blowing that one up. So still will be a second and goal opportunity, but ball will be spotted at the six, so they say he only lost about a yard. Again, the wind continuing to blow here. I'll be lucky if I have any voice left by the end of the game. So 8.50 to go here before halftime. Hallsville trails 22-8. to eight. They'll fake it to Fowler. Keeping it up the middle is Cobb, and he will have... One yard, but it'll put him back at the original first and goal location. Yeah, that's tough running there by Cobb. You know, that defensive end was was collapsing on the play, and, and Cobb was lucky to get, you know, one and even back to the line of scrimmage. So we'll bring up a third and goal ball at the five-yard line. Again, A.J. Osteen still getting looked at here on the sidelines. 8-15 and counting. 22-8 to eight score in favor of the Bobcats. And we have a timeout called. We'll have a timeout with 8.09 as Hallsville does call a timeout. So they want to decide what they want to do here on this third and goal. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage. 
of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Liberal Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment for more than 15 years. Located in Jefferson City, Riverwalk Christian Academy offers kinder prep through sixth grade that prepares students to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students, with the student body comprised of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full day sessions, with kindergarten offering half day and full day programs. To find out more about Riverwalk Christian Academy, call them at 563 Indians call a timeout to see what they want to dial up here. And it's third. Ball at the five yard line. I can think Coach Justin Kiner had something up his sleeve there. You know, has a reason to call that timeout. The shovel pass is first to me. Why not go back to that? Eight or nine left to go here. Tom will be in traffic. He'll give it. Straight up the middle, trying to work in is Hobbs, and we'll say he is just going to down. I cannot imagine here a scenario that Justin Conyers decides to kick a field goal. Uh, that's just not what he does. And I wouldn't either, to be quite honest. So it'll be fourth and goal at the one-yard line. Hobbs took it down to the one. Well, they'll say maybe it's at the two. Looks like the one from here. <clears throat> Nearing seven half to go here in this first quarter. Sorry, first half. First quarter owned, at least on the scoreboard, by Bowling Green. Cobb will give it straight up the middle. And he did the pass again. You're right. I was caught looking off. I was caught, basically, I was paying attention, but not to the right thing. So a shovel pass off to Stinson again. That seems to be like a play that just Bowling Green doesn't have a chance. They don't know what to do with it. Well, and it works once, and it might as well work twice, and that's a critical touchdown there for the Indians. Would have been demoralizing to get the ball all the way down inside the opponent's two-yard line and come up short. Luckily, Tiger Cobb willing this team to a touchdown. So Stenson gets credit for a two-yard touchdown shovel pass. They'll send Fowler in motion as Cobble keeping himself, trying the right side, getting pushed around. He'll be in there for the two-point conversion. He falls forward and gets the two points. That one looked like it was going to come up short, but again, that's all hard from Cobb as he fist pumps as he's running off the field. He was short but kept the legs going, kept them pushing, and shoves into the end zone. And that makes it a 22-6 ball game. In favor of Bowling Green, we'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Fans, when you attend a high school game, do you stand at attention during the national anthem? Do you cheer a good play by the opposing team? If your team loses, do you take it well in stride? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, you are showing positive examples of sportsmanship. Don't forget that when you attend high school events, young eyes are watching you for examples of acceptable behavior. By making a conscientious effort, you'll be helping our students grow into better citizens. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station.
And just like what Bowling did, kicking out of bounds. Out of bounds. Sort of start at the 35. Yeah, that's an interesting play to me. It looks like it might have gone off a of Bowling Green uh, deep man. They're going to say it didn't and spot it at the 35. So Bowling Green will set up on their own 35. And trying to nurse my voice along because it's going to be a long second half of the game if I can't talk. I guess, depending on who you ask, that might be a good thing. <laughs> so clock stops, 7.22 left to go here in the first half. Bowling Green leads 22-16. They start at their own 35 as Dalton will be up under center. He's got it quickly, pushing the pile. Boy, he just picked up nine yards. He was through the second wave of the defense pretty much before he even got the snap. That's basically a QB sneak is what it is. It's a super old school football. Bowling Green, not yet here in the uh, 21st century in terms of the offense that they're running, but it's working. You're absolutely right on that. It is old school smash mouth football, but most importantly, it's working. As they lead 22-16, to 16, it shows why they have the 10-0 record. Dalton again has three backs behind him. He'll go up under center. He'll give it to Starks. He's across midfield and touchdown saving grab as he was tackled from behind after a 12-yard run at the 45. Yeah, that's Tiger Cobb there in the safety position with Austin still on the sideline. Austin has his helmet in his left hand, seems to be nursing that right shoulder like we talked about. Doesn't, doesn't look like he's uh, headed back into the game anytime soon. Yeah, that right arm just kind of hanging there, not really doing anything. So ball at the 45-yard line of the Indians. They'll give it to Starks again. That time he swallowed up, but he's still going to pick up about five or six yards. That's all they're doing there. Super simple offense. Quarterback, turn around, hand the ball to your best player, have two lead blockers in front of him. And uh, even, even though they're able to get a hand on him early, it's still a gain of six on first down. So we'll bring up a second and four. They have to get to the 35-yard line in order to move the chains. Clock rolling, 6-12 left here in this first half. In the Windy Bowl, the throw down in H-Town here for the district championship. Starks will get it again, tripped up. He'll maybe have three yards, but he was tripped up quickly. Yeah, it looked like he may have gotten tripped up by his own uh, fullback, fullback there. And uh, set up a, a short third down would be a huge stop for the Indians defense. This defense needs to find a way to stiffen up and get the ball back. Their team is still within... The ball game still within striking distance, but they've got to get it back for the offense. Dalton up under center again. He'll take it himself. Good QB sneak. He's got three yards. Move the chains. It doesn't look pretty, but it is effective, and it does work. And I can understand why this Bowling Green offense has had so much success throughout the, you know, throughout the season because they, they run a simple offense, and, and it works. Yeah, he just gets the ball, tucks his head, and he falls forward. He's listed at 5'10", 165, but i got to say he looks more like 6'2", 6'3", when he stretches that ball out. The ball will be on the 34-yard line. Again, new set of downs here for Bowling Green. They lead 22-16, 5'15", left here in the first half. Winner, crown district champion. The loser goes home. As Dalton will have it, he'll... Be thrown down at the line of scrimmage, that second, third effort, that defense swallowing him up. And he will actually lose a yard on the play, so it'll bring up second along. But as I said, winner, class two district, <coughs> pardon me, class two district six champion, the loser starts thinking about winter sports. And that's really good discipline there from the Hallsville defensive line. 
Dalton trying to sneak around the edge um, like he's had some success doing earlier in this game. And uh, this time the Indians are not biting on it. Well, the defense, too, there, they had to stretch that out. That's why he couldn't find a lane to cut in. They had to stretch it out. So Dalton will go up under center again. They just jumped off. Somebody was a little too rambunctious. That is Gunnar Bryant, the junior tight end. Little antsy there, looking to get a head start. Not like they have needed a whole lot of help, uh, you know, pushing the pile here early in this one. Um, silly mistake. Absolutely, that's a mental mistake. That's that they will watch in film, and he will say, I've got to do better than that. This is really where the Indians' defense has to capitalize. you got second and 16 behind the chain for the Bobcats. Got to get a stop here. You want to get the ball back before half. So what was second and 11 is now second and 16. Two receivers far side. Dalton dropping back, has some pressure. He's flushed out of the pocket through his hands of his receiver. It'll be third down. Yeah, looked like that one wasn't actually intended for Starks, but Starks went out to make the play on that. See, and, and that's a little bit of miscommunication there. Obviously, it's tricky. They're running that flood concept where they're running two routes in a practically similar manner, one just a little deeper than the other. Starks probably thinks that ball is intended for him, but his receiver right behind him was wide open. Jack March, the senior linebacker, was applying pressure, flushed Dalton out of his pocket, made him do what he didn't want to do. Hear the crowd get alive again. Dropping back, looking downfield, throwing it up, and it's offline. There were three defenders there, was looking for Keel. That's a great job there by the Indians' defense. Still not really sure what the Bobcats are going to do here on fourth and long. Could see another sort of pooch punt, but you're in that sort of the, the field that, you know, it, it, it really hasn't seemed to make a difference where the, the, the Indians have started. They, they've been a pretty good at driving the ball down the field regardless. This is the first fourth down that Bowling Green has seen. 4-0-2 left here in this first half. They are going to go for it. It does appear. They'll send trip receivers on the far side. Dalton has some pressure again. He's going to have to unload it and finds his receiver at the sticks. He falls down at the 20. They move the chains. Pick up a huge fourth down on the receiver who was wide open. We'll see who that was that caught it. That is Colin Niemeyer. Sorry, Owen Niemeyer. And visible frustration there from the Hallsville sideline. Don't know how somebody gets that wide open on a fourth and 16. Definitely disappointing for the Indians. So we'll bring up a new set of downs as they'll give it to Stark. He's cut down, lost on the play. Nice job of the defense to crash down. Again, Jack March, we've mentioned his name a couple times here on this drive. He is in the backfield that previous play. He was giving chase to the quarterback. Yeah, and that right there, March looked like he got blocked and happened to be in the right spot to, to make the tackle here. So we'll bring up a second and 10 ball at the 21-yard line, nearing three and a half to go here in this first half. Again, Bowling Green leading 22-16. They'll give it to the first man through. He'll move the pile. Still moving the pile. Ball does come out, and they'll say, though, that the play was dead. Don't know if that's the right or the wrong call, but I think it's probably the right call. Yeah, it looked like his forward momentum was stopped, although the uh, Hallsville student section might tell you something different, uh, unfortunately for the Indians. Looked like his forward progress wasn't going uh, much further right there, and, and maybe a little bit of a quick whistle, but uh, I have no problem with it. It's hard to see from up here because we are a long ways away. We 
did not have the greatest eyes, so I agree. I think that was the right call. As quarterback sneak again, Dalton doesn't get much on that. He gets a couple, but, boy, he gets that snap and just is upfield that quick. Yeah, it's almost like a center sneak where you're just handing the ball to the center and he's just running directly down the defense's throat. And, and I have to think that play call is probably because you know you're going for it uh, here on fourth down as we see A.J. AJ Austin heading to the locker room with that right arm kind of just hanging down to the side. Well, he is moving this, but obviously it's in some pain and discomfort. That is a big blow right now for the offense and for the defense. Fourth down play as Dalton rolling on the far side. He's looking for the end zone, throws it up. Ball is going to be knocked down by his own player on that fourth down play because the Hallsville player was set up to make an interception, and I believe coming off that would have been Tiger Cobb. Tiger Cobb. Sorry, I was I was trying to look for another play. <laughs> also over there, Landon Seavers doing a great job. He was man for man with his guy. That's where I think they were looking to go for it, but nowhere for it as Tiger Cobb comes up. Big turnover right there. That might be potential play of the game. Yeah, that's a massive stop here with 2.23 left in the second quarter. Hallsville with a chance to drive down the field and uh, get the ball to start the second half. So Tiger Cobb will keep it himself. He'll run up the middle and have a short, short gain. See, and it seems like a long field here with uh, just over two minutes remaining in the second quarter. But we've seen how quick this offense can move the ball down the field. They can get upfield in a hurry. So he does just get one yard on the play. So Cobb will call out what he wants. As he will be in shotgun as twin receivers either way. He's going to roll to the near side. He'll pitch it off and off the hands, and it's going to be a fumble recovered off the hands of Fowler and recovered by Bowling Green. That's an ill-advised pitch there. Didn't, didn't quite have a good handle on that ball. Hobbs trailing a little too far behind Cobb, and that's a huge turnover, a really costly turnover. That's one there that they'll probably watch and say, you know, we probably should have not tried to make that pitch. As that goes as a fumble, gives it back to Bowling Green. Indians got to be really disappointed with that. Get a huge stop on, on fourth down, deep in your own territory, and then give the ball right back to the Bobcats. So Bowling Green has it. They try to run up the middle. Again, not a lot there, but a couple of yards of forward progress. Yeah, Starks really does a good job of, of keeping those legs churning. We talked about the Indians' backs doing the same thing. Stark's definitely doing that for the Bobcats tonight. So we'll bring up a second, and they'll say about eight. Again, clock under a minute and a half to go. 22-16 to 16 score in favor of the Bobcats. And at this point, really, if you're the Indians' defense, you're looking for damage control with this little time left in the first half. Bobcats will break the huddle. They'll send two receivers far side. They'll have a tight end here on the near side. Running the option, keeping himself is... Dalton, he'll be down inside the five, so he will move the chains. It'll be first and goal at the five. Have to think it, if you're the Indians here, you're selling out on that run like you have all night. Clock's going to stop with 56 seconds on that first down, and now we're rolling again. And clock winding down. Hallsville does get the ball to start the second half of play. They'll send two receivers to the far side. Bowling Green has it first and goal at the five. Two backs in the backfield. And whistles, all kinds of movement. Everybody was in motion, was going the wrong direction. 
So we'll be against the Bobcats. They will back them up here. Yeah, and see, that's the uh, downside of always going so quickly uh, if you're the Bobcats, not allowing yourself to get set and, and, and costing yourself five yards. That could have been called on about three different players there as there were multiple players who were not set when the snap happened. They wind the clock, 36 seconds left in the first half of play. Bobcats lead 22-16 over the Indians. Up the middle with it. Still on his feet, a flag comes in, two flags come in. He'll be down near the five as Dalton keeps it. We'll see what they want to call. Looks like uh, each team pointing in the direction of the other. Yeah, where the flags are located, it does seem like one could be a holding call and one is way outside over near the 10-yard yard marker on the far side. It's a personal foul, face mask, so that will make it that much closer. I guess on the positive, if you're going to do a face mask, you do it inside the five because you only give up two and a half yards. But yeah, The downside here is that you go from a third down to a fresh set of downs now with the ball in the two. So timeout called here by the Bobcats. We'll just keep it right here. As we are just shy of 8 o'clock here on the Show Me Sports Network, Blake Gazaway here with you, joined by Patterson Follis as we're bringing you coverage here of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Kind of, oh, go ahead. Say kind of uh, shell-shocked a little bit. The fans have been, but they're finding their feet as they trail 22-16. to Their Indians do. This game we knew coming in was going to be physical. Both teams 10-0 on the season. Both teams putting that undefeated record on the mark, and so far this game has really lived up to what we thought it'd be. That's exactly what I was about to say. This game has lived up to the hype that it had coming in, and, and you're going to see, uh, even, even if the Bobcats score here, the Indians get the ball back to start the second half, remind you. So they're not out of this game yet. So 22-16 your score. Clock stopped with 25 seconds left here in the first half. Bobcats leading the Indians. As the Bobcats do call a timeout to see what they want to do on their first and goal at the two-and-a-half-yard line. Dalton up under center. He's, I think, going to keep it himself. Somebody had the football. There's about three players there that could have had it, but I think he kept it. Nope, they say he gave it off to Charlie Bowen, so Bowen gets a two-and-a-half-yard touchdown. And they're really disappointing if you're an Indians fan there. Obviously, get the huge stop on fourth down and then turn around and give up a touchdown. Not what Justin Conyers wanted heading into halftime. So that goes as a two-yard touchdown run by Bowen. They will try for the two-point conversion as trying to get in the end zone. They say no good. Two-point conversion fails. So that at least keeps it at a 28-16 score instead of it being 30-16. 19 seconds left. We'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. As a former veteran, for two years I tried to get my disability and nothing worked. Then I called Wes Swinigan and he got the results that I really needed. I hear stories like this all the time where people are overwhelmed with the system. As a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Swanigan lives and works in mid-Missouri and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the you earn the law offices of Russ Swanigan. 
Well, the Indians have a chance for a two-for-one possession. However, they have 19 seconds to work with. They trail 28 to 16. Here to the number two seeded Bowling Green Bobcats here in the class two district six championship game. Winner advances into the state tournament. The loser season is over. Side winding kick is gonna bounce at the 35, 25 rather, taken by Tiger Cobbies across the 30, making a couple men miss. He'll be upended and planted at the 37 yard line. Seeing even with 14 seconds left like we have in the half, I'm not ready to, to say that the Indians are completely out of this. Tiger Cobb can break one at any moment. Well, we know we're probably going to keep it on the ground based on the wind situation. I can't guarantee that, but there's a good probability. With Austin in the locker room, don't have your deep threat uh, running down the field. So three, re three wide receivers will be stacked up on the far side, one here on the near side as Cobb will have an empty backfield as he'll have a wing on the far side as well. He'll get the snap rolling to the far side, has some blockers in front of him. He does a nice move, tripped up across the 45. And we're going to have, should be a personal foul too. There's a Bobcat player that Cobb was already down and, and jumped right on top of his head. Cobb a little slow to get up. I can't necessarily blame him. He had a full force of a Bobcat defender coming down uh, on his head, but he seems to be uh, all right. Yeah, I think the Bobcat player actually took the worst of that run. Is he still laying flat on his back? Cobb at least is on his feet. I think that might be number one Starks. That would be a huge loss for the Bobcats. I think you're right on that. As A.J. Austin, we said, headed to the locker room a little while back. He took an injury to the right shoulder or right collarbone area. And I think that's when he tripped. He, he slipped and went down, and I think he tried to catch himself. As you were right, that is Starks getting up. He is walking very gingerly with a little hobble at his gait there on that left side, that left leg. And awkward there. I'm not sure if Starks was the one that actually made the hit or not, uh, but he's the one that gets punished there. Uh, but... You know, the Indians are going to get a 15-yard penalty added onto this, and all of a sudden you're looking at the ball at the 38-37 yard line, and they're going to take a timeout here with seven seconds left. Well, that's exactly what we were talking about. Is Tiger Cobb is the spark to this offense. He takes it for big yardage, but then takes a big shot there, a late hit, but he moves the chains himself and then gets 15 more yards added onto that. And I wouldn't be shocked here. Uh, to see them kind of take that deep shot. Seven seconds left. Got to go an additional 37 yards for the end zone. Uh, seems like this is the chance that you have. Uh, and even if you do take that shot down the field, if you're not going to be able to get in the end zone, fall down, take the timeout that you have remaining. I would uh, give a shout-out to our listeners. If anybody listening tonight here at halftime wants to bring us up some hot chocolate, maybe some tea from my voice, we would greatly appreciate it. We're located at the stadium on top of the press box. But hopefully you guys are joined tonight's broadcast here on the Show Me Sports Network. We'll talk about our scoring summary at halftime, get you set for the second half of action as well. Cobb will have twin receivers on either side, one back in the backfield. 
He will be in shotgun. He will drop back looking for the far side. He's going to take a chance, airs it out, and it's going to be overthrown. Almost interception was intended for his receiver in Landon Sievers, and that takes us to halftime, so that play took just too much time, but I like it. you got to go for the end zone there. Your team down 28-16. to 16. Yeah, absolutely. That ball has to be in the end zone, and it was. Cobb knowing the situation and doing a really good job of executing, obviously wishing he could have had that completion. Uh, but, you know, the Indians are going to get the ball to start the second half. He tried to air it out, just a little bit too much under it, and it goes. Incomplete. We are going to take a break here. We're halftime. We're 28 to 16 in favor of the Bobcats. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back if you will see the coverage of Indian football here on the show. There are things in life you should always do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good time for you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573-634-4909 or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com. To get the best smile in town, you mustache to Southwest Dental Care. Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech we say... From the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Well, we're still at halftime here. As no band performing here at halftime, that's some of the postseason rules and regulations, but both teams in the locker room having quite a bit they're going to have to talk about here. Here the student section rallied up about something. Uh, 
Not sure what they're doing. So. I think that's a bunch of these students from the student section of Bowling Green that were leaving and both teams exchanging some verbal jabs with each other as they walk by. So, as we sit here, just under 12 to go here at halftime, Bowling Green leading 28 to 16 here. And what I would say is a little surprising score here at halftime. Didn't think it would be quite that much of a margin, but we'll tell you how we got there. Taking a look at our scoring summary here, well, Bowling Green was first to score as they scored on a 41-yard touchdown run by Starks. The two-point conversion was good. That was a pass from Dalton to Gibson. That was a six-play, 57-yard drive with 9.31 left to go in the first quarter. That made it 8 to nothing. Then the Bobcats would score again, this time on a six-yard touchdown run by Keel. The two-point conversion was no good. That was a three-play, 85-yard drive with 5.26 left to go in the first quarter. That made it 14 nothing. Then the Indians would score on a four-yard touchdown run by Hobbs. The two-point conversion was good on a pass from Tiger Cobb to Stinson. It was a shovel pass. That was an eight-play, 62-yard drive. That was with 1.25 left to go before the end of the first quarter. That made it 14-8. to Then Bowling Green would score, this time on a 16-yard touchdown run by Dalton. Two-point conversion was good. That was a pass from Dalton to Keel. That was a three-play, 16-yard drive. That's set up after the defense of Hallsville gets a turnover on downs. But then on the ensuing play, the Indians fumble it, give it right back to the Bobcats. That made it 22-8 with 11.54 left in the first half. Hallsville would score on their next possession with a two-yard touchdown pass from Cobb to Stenson. Again, just a little shovel pass. PA2 on a left in the first half. That made it 22 to 16. However, then the Bobcats would score again this time on a two-yard touchdown run by Bowen. right now here at halftime. Having quite a bit being played here at halftime. Neither team has played before. Neither team has played a level three game by any means. Really would like to be a blind ball in the conversation of what's happening here in this uh, halftime conversation. You have to think that Coach Kiner is saying something similar to what he did last week against Australia. He talked about you know, how this team has never gone into halftime trailing. And all of a sudden, here in their first two playoff games, that's exactly what happened. We talked about not adding to the tension that I'm sure is already in the locker room. And I uh, have to think that, you know, as, as a great leader and as a great coach, uh, he's doing something along those lines. You're absolutely right on that. You know, the halftime conversations can go one of two ways. You either say, let's keep doing what we're doing, or you say, what are we doing? We, we have to make these changes. We have to make some corrections. We've got to do better. So both teams in the locker room going over those halftime conversations, getting prepped and prepared for the adjustments they need to make for the second half. Again, hopefully you're enjoying tonight's broadcast here on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Be sure if you haven't done so, look us up on social media. Just search for the Show Me Sports Network. You'll find us on uh, Facebook. You can like our page. We try to share some of the different activities and the different things that are going on with the network as well as with the team as we will be transitioning here at some point over to basketball. Obviously, we've got football duties first, and we're with the Indians as far as they go. And hopefully, as we've talked, we'd like to see them make it all the way to a state championship and have the game here a few weeks from Faroe Field. That would be our perfect world, what we're shooting for. But the Indians have to take care of some business on the field first as they trail here at halftime 28-16. to We're going to pause here and be back and get you set for the second half of action as we'll pause as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Role models are more important than ever in today's society. You can serve as a role model for others the next time you display good sportsmanship at a high school athletic event. Good sports are winners and are also vital to preserving our fine sports traditions. So the next time you attend a sporting event, remember to be a good sport and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time and running out of some of your favorite makeup, fragrances, or skincare products? No need to worry. Avon representative Michelle Cartier has got you covered. Michelle can consult with you on the newest line of products as well as get those that have become your must-haves. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 from the comfort of your own home and have your order shipped directly to your front door. To see how Michelle can help you out, find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartier. Live beautifully with Avon. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions the following public service announcement is brought to you by the eddie goodell society jefferson city chapter 10 doing little things to make a big difference want to make a big difference in your community be kind to others drive safely and put litter in its proper place Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Whether it's balls and strikes, fouls or flags, your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics. If you've ever tried your hand at officiating, you know how hard these men and women work, and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally. Keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events. After all, respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we can teach our students. This message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association. 
Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom. Using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. This state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Visit HanCustomLaserEngraving.myshopify.com or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran-owned business attention indians fans here's your chance to help the student athletes of hallsville by becoming a member of the hallsville athletic boosters your gifts help provide all hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford you can join the hallsville athletic boosters this season for as little as 25 dollars. membership is open to everyone interested in joining look them up on facebook by searching hallsville athletic boosters or email them at hallsville athletic boosters at gmail.com let's go indians the score of any athletic event is generally forgotten over time, but the actions of players, coaches, and spectators leave lasting impressions. The next time you attend a high school game, think of how history will remember you. Choose good sportsmanship and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. Remember, the lessons you teach today will help develop better citizens in our communities for tomorrow. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Uh -huh. I know an agent there. Welcome to Jamaica. We love, oh, we love it. But we're thinking about Tokyo. Uh -huh. I know a guy. You know an agent too. That's Kathy Rush at Remax Jefferson City. Call her today at 573-761-3405. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform with a guarantee of 100% American-made products. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Both teams still in the locker room here at halftime is we're just under two minutes to go before we get the second half underway. 28-16 your score in favor of the Bowling Green Bobcats, so I say that now, the Bobcats have made their way out of the locker room, still yet to have see the Indians as they trail here in this Class 2 District 6 championship game. The throwdown here in H-Town, it has been windy. It has been not drizzly. What am I trying to say? It hasn't snowed, but it's been flurries. Flurry, flurry, flurry. Flurrying, flurry. Yeah. yeah. We've had flurries for quite a bit of the evening. Don't see anything right now. We've had... A bonfire as well that was contained but had about one too many pallets on it. And uh, we've had some good football, so it's been a cold, windy night, but we're only half done. Yeah, and, and you know, we've had a, a, a really solid game, you know, in this first half, and hopefully we're going to get a treat here in the second half as the Indians start uh, with the football. As you said, the Indians have the football to start the second half. 
They do trail, so they've got to find a way to take it the length of the field and find the end zone. Then probably most importantly, that defense needs to get back out there and get a turnover, get the ball back, get a turnover on downs, put up a stop of some kind. They had a tough break there late in the second quarter. They had they forced a turnover on downs. However, the ensuing play for Hallsville resulted in a fumble on a pitch that did not make it into the hands of the pitch man and went right back over to the Bobcats, who took it four plays later into the end zone and added to their lead. Yeah, really, the only difference in this game is that first drive uh, for the Indians that, that got stopped, uh, you know, converted a first down, but then kind of got hung up there around midfield. Uh, and that's that's really what we're looking at in terms of, uh, of the difference in this one. Obviously, the fumble was huge, but, you know, if they had a chance there, um, you know, on that first drive to go down and score a touchdown, all of a sudden we're, we're looking at an equal game, you know, with them to start the ball here in the second half with the opportunity, excuse me, to make it, you know, a, a tie ball game or, or even take a lead if they're able, you know, to capitalize on those possessions that they had. Unfortunately, it didn't go that way, uh, and, and they've got a little bit of an uphill battle here. Well, two drives did not find the end zone for the Bobcats. Three drives did not find the end zone for the Indians, and that really is probably a difference here in the ball game. That one drive, that third drive that they did not score coming late in the uh, half, they only had seconds to work with, had a, what, uh, 19 seconds to work with. Tried a couple of different things. They were able to get upfield, get some decent yardage, but just could not get in the end zone. They tried there at the end to have a uh, long pass into the end zone, but fell incomplete. So that is really the difference in the game right now. Really, whoever finds a way to to uh, manufacture the drive to the Disappointing news if you're an Indian fan. Not seeing AJ Austin here in, in this uh, second half right now, at least on the field. Um, would not be surprised if, if he's out for the rest of, of this one. Yeah, we said he, he went down with an apparent right shoulder, right uh, clavicle, collarbone, something like that. He went down and uh, stayed in for the next play. However, it was not a lift as he had to do the ball game. They looked at that, did some work on it. At least what we see initially right now, he is not going to come out here. Um, he's a tough kid, so if he's being kept out of this one, it's probably for good reason. I um, have to imagine that if, if he was in, in the right physical shape uh, to be back in this one, he would be. Um, something tells me that uh, all your medical staff uh, may be the ones keeping him out of this one. I think you're absolutely right on that. He's a tough player. The 6'4", 195-pound senior, he's leaving it all on the field, and I agree. I don't think it's by his decision on the differences too he he makes an impact at receiver he also makes an impact at that uh, strong safety position now you're running your quarterback tiger cobb out there he's the one that's having to play Austin's safety position on defense obviously an impact player on the offensive side of the ball also an impact player on the defensive side of the ball you know that, that's the issue here in class two you've got a lot of guys that go both ways and uh you know, have success going both ways. But when these rosters get thin and you lose a star player, it becomes very, very tricky. You're absolutely right on that, and it shows how all the players are for the game. Bobcats, you 
Teed up high and over end kick will be taken on the run at the 20 by the far return man. He'll be put down near the 30 but lost the football. Bowling Green says they have it and they do. Just disappointing there. Looked to me like he could have been down, but again, on that far side of the field from all the way up here, it's really tricky to tell. I have to imagine Coach Gunner didn't think he was going to send his defense shaking his head on the sidelines and really in disbelief. Somehow that ball pops out of there. And again, gives Bowling Green great position. Yeah, the Indians not doing a whole lot to help themselves. Last two Bowling Green drives have both started inside the opponent's 30-yard line. Well, the defense will be called upon again. And Dalton will be up under center. He'll give it to Starks. Ball on the ground. I believe Hallsville has it. They say Hallsville does, so both teams exchanging turnovers. There is still life. Well, and that's one way to get right back into this one. Um, you know, horribly disappointing, you know, turnover there on the kickoff. And uh, your defense comes up big for you. You just wish they didn't have to come up big. I mean, you didn't give them even an opportunity. So we'll go back to Hallsville. That doesn't get you fired up. I don't know what will. And all of a sudden, you know, also right back in this game. We thought for about 30 seconds there it could have gotten ugly. But uh, Tyron Cobb's going to man this offense. Cobb will get the shotgun snap. He's going to give it off to Hobbs. He's still pushing a pile. He's got 13, 14 yards through the chains. Yeah, Hobbs, that power back. That's three, three Bobcats bringing down Hobbs. Not an easy guy to get down at the turf. Well, like I said, <coughs> pardon me. Like I said, that's not a shot in the arm. I don't know what is. Temperature dropped a little bit here. About 35 degrees. Work. Again, quickly up the middle, tripped up by the second wave of the defense is Hawks. Yeah, the Indians doing a really good job here. Obviously, Justin Conyers had a plan coming out of halftime. Didn't think he was going to get to execute it there on offense for a second. Looks like he's got a, a little bit of a, a change here and, and a little bit of speed going back to that run pass option. Uh, with Cobb leading the defensive line and going for good yardage. The plan is not to fumble it on the kick return. And so far, the ground game is working effectively here in the second half. Two receivers far side, one here on the near side. Second and about four. Cobb will give it off to Hobbs. He's across midfield and he's hit head on there and dropped on the 50 yard line. It'll bring up a third and four. Yeah, that was a big hit by Starks coming down from that. Sort of hybrid linebacker, free safety-ish position. He's a running back, has a nose for the football on defense, though. Ball spotted just across the 50. Going to bring up a third and one. Clock rolling 10, 34 and counting here in this third quarter. With three leads, 28-16. Receiver far side, Cobble keeping himself on that left side. He's got the first down, still pushing a pile. He's down at the 40. He's going to pick up good yardage. And that's that left side of the offensive line. The Indians have real trust in those guys over there on the left side of that line. And they're going to run behind him when they need a couple of yards uh, for, a, for a critical third down conversion. So that does bring up a new set of downs at the 42-yard line. 28-16, Bobcats leading. 
Top will keep it, reading the defense, has it here on the near side, gets across the 40, he's spun down there, he's picked up about 23 yards. Again, Cobb delivering the hit to that Bobcat, it's been slow to get up. Yeah, again, that's Gunnar Bryant. He's called Bryant's name a couple of times. Be all over the field. The, the real difference I've noticed here tonight, Bowling Green has that sideline to sideline speed from the linebacker and defensive end position, and uh, Tyler Cobb really having to work for those yards. Second and seven as they're giving off straight up the middle. It's Hopkins across near the 30, down near the 25. He's going to pick up 12, 13 yards. He'll move the game. Yeah, a runner there up the middle. We talked about a little bit of that vulnerability right there up the middle in that Bobcat defense. A soft front there. And, uh, you know, the Indians continue to spread you out and then continue to punch the ball right down the throat. We'll bring up the new set it out. Ball at the 28-yard line of the Bobcats. Tom to the left in pocket of Cobb. He's going to roll to the far side. He's keeping himself on a naked bootleg. He's trying to get the corner. He's going to be ran out of bounds. Take it down over there. He's going to pick up three or four yards. Yeah, really good job there by the Bobcats. Harrison Hunt. Good job playing that defensive end position on the far side. Pushing the top out to that boundary so that someone could come up from the second level in this play. Cobb is still way too quick for that defensive line. All that running does get him only three yards. Second and seven, ball passing the 25-yard line. Speed on either side. Give it off to Cobb, trying to cut the corner. Didn't get much, but he doesn't want to do something coming there. Cobb's definitely going to have more there. Uh, looks like he's got a whistle. Right there it is. Eight to go here in this third quarter. 
all on the ground as looks like there was miscommunication there. And they're gonna say ball goes back to Bowling Green. That is a drive killer. That is absolutely a drive killer. That one looks like it might have been on higher top. Looks like he's the one uh, shaking his head there on that play. Looks like he made the lead just a tad too late. Uh, obviously he didn't come there. Uh, it was just at the same Ball can be spotted on the yard line. So the defense will be called upon again. Indians trail to the 16 here in this last six-digit game here in Hallsville. He's got the 30. He's going to pick up 15 yards and three driven out of bounds. It's a hard hit. That's Cobb maybe letting out a bit of frustration. Still kind of hanging his head. Not, not used to seeing Cobb uh, down. Teammates are going to have to pick him up here because he has picked them up so many times. Second man, trying to work his way, but he's going to be put down on the 35. That looks like a mile right there. Getting up off the pile. Mitchell Zimmerman getting up off the pile. Also Walters in there. Right about that, but this much is in the pool. Resting column driver, second and ten. He could himself take it out of the backfield as Dalton. He was looking to hand it off. Nobody there. And coming through is DJ Larkin throwing him down for the quarterback sack. Yeah, Larkin was the one that just made the nice pile driver play there. All of a sudden, you know, you, you've got the uh, Bobcats in third long. Another chance for your defense to pick up your offense, which was uh, a little bit of the opposite in, in the uh, first half. The offense needs to pick up the defense. Defense obviously got the memo um, from head coach Justin Conner to have time. So it's going to be third and 12 now for the Bobcats. They just lead 28 16. They'll split off two receivers, far side, going double under center. Up two backs to the back, and they throw into the far side, gets it off. Just start. He's got the first down, and Lori's got 20, 25 yards. Nice spin move across the 40. Still on his feet across the 30. I think they've run that play in every situation that they've needed a long conversion. They run the starts across the, across the field, and uh, he's able to pick up the stand. Starts takes it down to the 28 yard line. Big play there, keeps the chains, keeps the drive alive. Bobcat. Break off the receivers, down to the bottom. himself. Back, but I think he finally got a couple of yards. Back. Yeah, this five-cat offense really reminds me of the game. Never pushes the ball down the field with the quarterback, but it's just kind of run it over and over again. He dares you to stop. We have a second and eight. So we bring up a second and eight on the C6. Thank you. 
Second half not going the way that the Indians drifted it up. A trail 36 16. All teed up. Kick high and over that kick to be taken again on the far side at the 15. Working it here to the near side of the front end. And this is going to be grabbed around the place and he'll be taken down shine up. A little bit of motion here in the game. Now, Bobcat's there. Now, 
So he does take it for a five-yard gain. We'll bring up a second five ball at the 35-yard line. Trip receivers on the far side. Give it to Fowler. He's working the near side. Nice stiff arm there. He's not going to get much yardage, but he just made two men miss. I think maybe I got some of the background noise solved, maybe. Like I said, trying our best to call the game and diagnose our technical problems. That also happens when it's 34 degrees out. Yeah, technology often uh, seems to fail. Um, not really sure what's going on. We're uh, working to figure it out. So we'll bring up a third and five. All right, I did figure it out. It only took me forever. So third and five, Cobble keeping up the middle. He's got the first down. He picks up six, seven yards. We'll see where they mark him. He picked up seven yards, eight yards actually, moves the chains. Yeah, and Cobb is, is uh, not going away, even without his star wide receiver, A.J. Austin. He's decided that his senior season isn't going to end right now like this. So ball on the 42-yard line of the Indians. Twin receivers either way. Cobb will be in shotgun. His team trailing 36-16. He throws it up for Seavers. He makes it after about a six-yard gain. He makes the catch and goes down right there. Yeah, that's really nice there by the Indians. I, I, I like the play call. Get yourself a positive gain. Maybe maybe threaten with that pass there. That's, that's really been the problem. They haven't been able to threaten over the top because Austin's been on the bench. Uh, I, I really like that, even if it's a six-yard hitch route. So, again, twin receivers up top. Hob, that's a Cobb with it as he faked it to Hobbs. He's down inside the 30. He would not go down and just making people miss as he takes it down to the 30, picks up huge yardage there, 15-plus yards. Well, and see there, you spread the field out, and all of a sudden you're able to get that running room up the middle. 
Nice job of him to fake the handoff to Hobbs. He got that deep in the belly and then takes it out and goes upfield. Clock under two and a half to go here. As again, the Indians trailing 36-16. He'll keep it himself again as Cobb. He's got blockers. He's at the 15. Stiff harms the man about five yards out of bounds before he steps out. Boy, he threw that stiff arm with authority. Yeah, that was Dylan Dalton for the Bobcats trying to lay the lumber. Cobb was not going to have any part of it. He, uh, he he just shrugged off that hit. So we'll be first and 10 at the 12-yard line. Two receivers up top, one here on the near side. Again, going left to right on your media center. Cobb will keep it up the middle, tripped up. He got tripped up at the line of scrimmage, falls forward for a couple. See, and even that's the thing. He, he's tripped up, falling forward, and he's still able to get positive yards. That's how you know he's a tough runner. So we'll bring up a second and seven ball at the nine-yard line. Clock rolling a minute, 50 to go here in the third quarter. 36-16 your score. We said earlier, senior wide receiver A.J. Austin on the sidelines. They give it off to Fowler. He's working the far side. He's going to be down inside near the goal line. He took on two blockers and gets down near Looks like he's maybe down about the three. And that's a that's another tough run. These kids are not going down without a fight, and that is for sure. So second and goal at the, sorry, he will get it. It'll be first and goal now at the two. As Cobb will keep it, throws it off. Same result as a touchdown to Stenson. Wasn't the shovel pass, but still effective. Looks like we might have a flag on the play. Not sure You're what right, that could have been. Have flag. I think the indication maybe was a legal man downfield. At least that's what the official, he was pointing to his head. So they are having a discussion, so hold the phone for just one second. Tricky to have an illegal man downfield when you're at the three-yard line, but, um, you know, more power to him. Well, they are having a discussion, so the wide hat, I don't think, is in agreement quite yet with the back judge. So they are going to have a discussion now. I agree. When you're on the three and you run a little shovel pass like that, well, it wasn't quite a shovel pass, but it's, it's pretty hard to have an illegal man downfield. Normally you see that when you have those long delays where the quarterback has to buy time and buy time and buy time that's when the linemen run out of people to block and they go downfield to block somebody yeah that was a really nifty play call too it was a, a run pass option and Cobb waited till the very last minute to exercise that option it looked like he was about to be tackled and then he pitched the ball and uh looked like we had a touchdown they do wave off the flag so the result is a three-yard touchdown good to see they got the call right there had a conference with all five officials and decided that uh, they were going to pick up the flag. In my opinion, the, the correct call to make. So Stenson gets credit for a three-yard touchdown pass from Tiger Cobb. That is what they needed there. So they will go for two here. We'll look over and get the play call. 
They'll have two receivers, far side, one near side. Cobb will get the shotgun snap. He's going to keep it himself, left side, and he will not get in this time. Just came up short. But that does cut the lead down. It's 36-22. We'll pause here and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Fans, when you attend a high school game, do you stand at attention during the national anthem? Do you cheer a good play by the opposing team? If your team loses, do you take it well in stride? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, you are showing positive examples of sportsmanship. Don't forget that when you attend high school events, young eyes are watching you for examples of acceptable behavior. By making a conscientious effort, you'll be helping our students grow into better citizens. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Marshallin has it teed up for the Indians. As they trail 36-22. He says he's ready. And a short bouncing kick will be off the hands of Dalton. I believe they are going to fall on him, but that got a little hairy there. It'll be interesting to see for the Bobcats here. Starks injured on that last drive. Not sure if he comes out at the running back position. That could be a huge blow. Yeah, he was more wobbly that time than the two previous other times we saw him go down with an injury. So ball's going to be on the 35-yard line. I don't see him out there on the field currently. Looks like we're going to get a heavy dose of Jordan Miller, number five, and Cooper Keel, number nine. So Dalton will go up under center. They'll give it to the first man through, and he's got seven, eight yards still on his feet as he will be now near the first down marker. The issue with this offense, they're so quick when they decide to go up the middle that you've got to make that split-second read, and it's really, really tough to make that split-second read. Charlie Bowen, the ball carrier there. So he picks up. 10 yards, a little over 10, moves the chains. Again, Bowling Green leading 36-22. They'll come out here with two receivers here on the near side. Nobody up top. Dalton will give it to the first man through. He'll have about five yards before he's tripped up there. That was Bowen again carrying it. He's got about five yards or so. See, and that's the issue. They're so close up there to the line of scrimmage that they, they seem to be running downhill because they're already falling forward uh, the second an Indian hand gets on them. So they say he actually got six, so ball on the 49-yard line of the Indians. Clock nearing 30 seconds to go here in this third quarter. They'll keep it himself as Dalton. He's got five yards. Looks like he's got enough to move the chains. Looked like the Indians' defense trying to strip the ball out. No, they need a big turnover here. You know, still down two scores as we uh, get ready to head into the fourth quarter here. So clock stopped as they move the chains. 26 seconds left in this third quarter. It's 36-22 in favor of Bowling Green. Looks like they will have to run 
another play here as the uh, play clock is at 15 and the game clock at 19. Dalton runs over to get the play call from his head coach in Joe Chen, second-year head coach at Bowling Green. Again, they've got to get something done here. Is Well, they just re... So there were five on the play clock, and then they just reset it. Interesting. Uh, must have talked with the officials about resetting the play clock, because otherwise I can't understand. So that will take us to the end of three after the end of three quarters. It is 36-22, and Bobcats over the Indians. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. As a former veteran, for two years I tried to get my disability, and nothing worked. Then I called Wes Swinigan, and he got the results that I really needed. I hear stories like this all the time, where people are overwhelmed with the system. As a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Swanigan lives and works in mid-Missouri, and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the benefits you've earned. The law offices of Russ Swanigan. There are things in life you should always do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good night's rest and always take care of your teeth. After all, you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573 or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com. To get the best smile in town, you mustache to Southwest Dental Care. We will switch ends of the field. 12 minutes left in one of these two teams' season as Dalton will hand it off up the middle. That's Keel with it, and he's got... About five, six yards. Yeah, and really this uh, Bobcat offense going for five or six yards, it seems like every time they decide to run the ball. They're very consistent with that. So we'll bring up a second and five as one of these two teams will move on and stay unblemished. Move to 11-0 and and be district champions. The other will have their season come to an end and suffer their first loss of the year. Dalton will give it to Keel again. He's going to have the first down, still dragging defenders. He will pick up six yards, move the chains. Again, there's that six yards we were just talking about. That's super simple. And one thing I've noticed is that Dalton will go over to the sideline to get the play call every single time. Has that conference with his coach. Looks like they, uh, they decide every single play the exact perfect play to call. So again, Bowling Green leading 36-22 here in the championship game this championship game class two district six in high school football in missouri Dalton will be up under center again he'll give it to the first man through he's got close to 10 yards as with it is bowen on the carry again just just super simple directly up the middle and it uh, doesn't seem like the indians have an answer for that right now they just need to, to focus on clogging up the center of the field and then that should, uh, you know, limit that, that direct downhill running game. I think whoever wins the game tonight has a very good chance to be competing in the Show Me Bowl for Class 2. 
You just hope that's a team wearing some purple on their uniform, purple and gold. So Dalton up under center, new set of downs. He'll give it off to Bowen again. He's picking up five, six yards. He'll get about, looks like, eight before he shoved back. I wonder if there's a requirement at Bowling Green High School to have the lowest center of gravity possible. It seems like every single one of the guys that runs the ball is so low to the ground and is such a menace to, to bring down. So they only give him a gain of six yards instead of seven or eight, so he didn't get as good a spot as I thought, but inside the 20 at the 19-yard line. Under 10 to go here in regulation. You hear the wind whip up once again. So Dalton will go up under center. Two backs behind him, a receiver on either side. Bowen gets it, waits for the traffic to clear. He's got a new set of downs as he's down near the 10. It's just a simple misdirection play. Again, I know we've said it over and over tonight. It's a simple offense. They're not running these uh, crazy complex schemes, but it, it's so difficult to stop. So will be a new set of downs at the 12-yard line. Again, Bowling Green leading 36-22. Lock rolling under nine and a half to go here in regulation. Again, winner moves on to the state championship. Loser, their season is done. Dalton up under center. He'll give it to Bowen again, trying to work the far side. Stiff arm gets near the down marker before he steps out of bounds. He just slung that play, strung it along as far as he could. Again, they decided to go to the outside there instead of up the gut where they have been going. And that's the difficulty. You, you, you pinch the middle, and uh, they're just going to run around you. So he does pick up about nine yards there on the play. Clock stopped. 9.09 here in regulation. Again, Bobcats lead 36-22. Will be a second and one play. Dalton up under center again gives it to Bowen. He's going to sidestep and be in there for a four-yard touchdown run. It's really tough. That pushes the lead again to three scores. And with just over nine minutes remaining in this one, it's starting to look like a, a, a tough lead um, to, you know, to come back from. But nevertheless, it is this Indians offense, and uh, I still have faith that they are a, a quick-strike offense and uh, you know, can turn on the burners when they need to. So they are going to go for two here. So rolling here to the near side is Dalton. We have a flag down, and his receiver caught it, but was out of bounds. <clears throat> I think you're going to look at a defensive holding or a pass interference here. Not sure, though. Looks like they're motioning over offensive holding. Interesting. So they sprinted the back out of the backfield, and uh, there was a collision, and I guess they decided it was an offensive hold rather than a defensive hold. So that will take us with 9.05 left to go here in regulation. Bowling Green 42, the Indians 22. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. Well, ball will be teed up for Bowling Green as they lead 42 to 22. Have yeah. to imagine here if the Indians want to get back in this one, it's got to be a quick score. I think you're right about that. They've got to find a way to start putting some points up and not take very much time off the clock. Well, a sidewinding kick bounce at the 25, but I don't even have to see a flag out there. I can tell you, somebody on the kicking team was a little anxious to get appealed. Interesting. They're not kicking the ball that deep. I can't understand why there would be uh, that much of a rush to get downfield. Or they say it fell off the team, one of the two. <laughs> So I think they agree that it fell off the tee. I'd like to see them go ahead and let them kick that, but they don't ask my opinion on it. So again, a short kick is going to take a left-hand turn and go out of bounds, almost take out the official on the far side. So. so the Indians will take over, start on the 35-yard line. We'll see what uh, Tyra Cobb is made of. We know the kid is extremely talented. Now let's see if he can bring his team down, you know, down 20. Bring them back into this one with uh, 9.05 remaining in the fourth. Well, kind of like you alluded to, I think they've got to find ways to score and score quickly. Make sure they get their two-point conversions. So ball will be on the 35-yard line. The Indians working right to left on your media center or the Show Me Sports Network app, however you're choosing to listen to tonight's game. Have a receiver on either side. They'll give it to Hobbs. He's through the first wave. He's across the 40, across the 45. He's tackled after about a 12-yard gain. And that's Dalton, the uh, Bowling Green quarterback, coming up to make the play from the safety position. He, he saved uh, what could have been a, a 20 or 30-yard gain and, and limited to uh, about 12. So Hobbs does pick up 12 yards. Again, a receiver on either side of the formation. As they'll give it again, actually keeping it is Tiger Cobb. He fakes it to Hobbs, and he'll pick up short yardage, bring up second, and about eight. Another great read there by Cobb. His uh, running back didn't have much of a chance to, to do anything with the ball, and he was able to swipe that out of his gut and uh, take it for a positive gain, which is, is better than a negative gain. So we'll bring up a second and eight ball on the 49-yard line of the Indians. Cobb will throw it and incomplete was looking to hit his receiver on the far side that fell into one of the big paws of one of the bobcat players that's exactly what i was going to say that's seth huber six foot three 241 pound senior uh, a big force there on the left side of that defensive line looking for just a little out pattern there and it gets knocked out of bounds so it'll be a third and eight now Short eight or a long seven, however you want to look at it. Ball just shy of midfield. 
Cobb will be in the shotgun formation. He'll get it rolling to the near side, pitches it off to Hobbs. He's across midfield, makes one man miss across the 35, sorry, 45. He will be down close to a new set of downs. And an obvious critical fourth down here now. Uh, looks like they're going to have less than a yard to go. Have to imagine we look back to that left side of that offensive line and look back to your playmaker, Cobb. So two receivers with the wing here on the near side. Cobb will get it. He's going to take it on that left side. He's got more as he goes across the 40. He needed one, picked up about seven. Just as uh, I predicted because I am so very smart, they go back to that left side. But obviously that, that's exactly what they wanted to do, and, and that's the result uh, that they got. One of the... Bobcats is unable to get up. He got ran over by the Tiger Cobb train on that play. Yeah, and that's Huber, the one who just knocked down that second down pass. Uh, that would be a, another big loss. We, we've seen some stars go down here tonight, which is just uh, unfortunate. Austin, obviously, uh, here on the Hallsville side, and, and Starks over there on the uh, Bowling Green side. Um, you know, it, it's a chilly night. Uh, those hamstrings get a little tight. Those calves get a little tight. Uh, and, and it's just really unfortunate to see some of your, your big stars, uh, you know, limping off the field like, like you see um, Huber here doing. Well, we knew that it was going to be a physical game coming in, and it has been that. You said it right, that it's a cold night. Bodies do interesting things. Muscles do interesting things when it's cold. So they're going to help get him off the field as he is very gingerly walking on that right leg. One receiver on either direction as Cobb will give the handoff, and we have flags coming in everywhere as Hobbs will be taken down for no gain or maybe a loss of one. A little bit of yellow rain there. We saw flags coming from, it looks like, every single direction. We'll see what they're going to call here. Probably in the neck of the woods of a hold, unfortunately. Oh, so I was wrong. Personal foul on both teams, so they offset. Here the fans don't really agree with that on the Hallsville side. So one on each team, so they offset. So after all that, it'll be first and ten again. Have to think that score has got to come here within the next, I, I, I want to say it's got to be a minute or so if you, if you want to get back in this one. So Cobb will keep it himself as he takes a delayed quarterback keeper. He'll have short yardage. One of the Bobcats got waylaid there. Might have been right as the whistle's blowing. Yeah, that was DJ Larkin there. That's the left tackle. Uh, looked like he, he was laying a pancake block. Just happened to come a tad late. So second and eight as they'll hand it up. Hobbs has it straight up the middle. He'll have short yardage. Again, he picks up. They don't give him a good spot, so they say he only picked up a couple. And here's where I would put the ball in Tiger Cobb's hands again. You, you create a mismatch if you keep the ball in the quarterback's hands. You're taking away that matchup, and all of a sudden you're 11 on 11. When the quarterback decides to hand the ball off, you're 10 on 11 on offense. If you keep it in Cobb's hands, all of a sudden you've got even matchups all across the board. 42-20 to the score in favor of Bowling Green. Clock under seven to go here in regulation. Cobb will have two receivers far side, one near side. He's in shotgun. He'll fake it to Fowler. He'll keep it himself, trying to work that far side, still stretching it out. 
He's going to be short, but not by maybe a yard or two. And I think they go back to the well here. Have to think this is going to be in Tiger Cobb's hands, and it's going to be the left side, and they're going to run it directly behind Larkin, who, who just laid out uh, that Bowling Green defender. So we'll bring up a fourth down here. Fourth and two, clock under six and a half to go. Again, 20-point lead. They'll load up, empty backfield, three on the far side, two here on the near side. With it is Cobb. He's going to squirt through, and he looks like from indications he will have the first down. And I was wrong. They went to the right side of that offense. Maybe Coach Conyers thought they were getting a little too predictable there on fourth down, always going to the left. Loaded up the right side with a tight end and a wing back and uh, got the first down conversion. They did try some misdirection there and load up the play. And it does result in a first down. Ball on the 27-yard line. Again, we've got to get a little urgency here for Hallsville as their season is every tick of the clock winding down. I think that was a busted play there as looking to pitch it off, but nobody in the vicinity was Cobb. But he ran the wrong route there. Looks like Coach Conyers calling a timeout here. Just under uh, six minutes remaining. Have to start conserving that clock. That comes with 5.55 left to go here in the ball game. Again, it's a 42-22 score. Both these teams coming in, the one and two seed, both of them undefeated. The winner moves on to 11-0 and moves on to the state championship. Sorry, the state tournament towards that state championship having been crowned the Class 2 District 6 champion here tonight. The loser starts thinking about turning gear in on Monday and starts looking at winter sports as the next happenings for the school. We go back to uh, star wide receiver A.J. Austin. Looks like he's talking with somebody on the medical staff. Doesn't look to be receiving any treatment. Maybe just talking over um, sort of the injury that has occurred uh, obviously, that arm is not in that letterman's jacket. Has to make me think it's got to be something with the shoulder or with the collarbone. Yeah, I think he's probably, I haven't seen him turn around, but I think he does probably have that in a sling there. And that's an unfortunate break for the Indians. So it'll be a second and 12 here as trip receivers near side, one far side. Cobb will keep it all the way. He's trying to get the corner, not cut it upfield. He's at the 20 15. He's going to be upended at the 10. So he'll take it himself for 15 yards. Yeah, and that's really, I feel like that's the first time in a long time that we've seen Cobb rip one off for, for that sort of game. All of last week against Centralia, you saw Cobb going for 15, 20 yards a pop. And, and tonight, they, the Bowling Green defense has, has limited that in a sense. So it'll be first and goal at the 10. They'll send Stinson in motion to the far side. Cobb trying to work the far side, cut it up the middle. He's still on his feet. He's going to be down, looks like a couple yards there, but it will bring up a second and goal. Got to get this one in the end zone soon. Just over five minutes left to play in the fourth quarter. Coach Conyers obviously would love a touchdown, but he probably wants it right now. So we'll bring up a second and goal ball at the seven-yard line. One back in the backfield as Cobb will be in shotgun. He'll give the handoff to Fowler, trying to work the far side, trying to cut back in. He'll be ushered out of bounds. Fowler unable to get that corner, but did pick up positive yards, though. Yeah, it looked like there was a little something there for about a split second, and that Bowling Green 
uh, defense just suffocated uh, on that run. So they say he picks up maybe a yard, yard and a half. It will be third and goal from outside the six. Cobb will be in shotgun again. He'll fake it to Fowler, take it up the middle, working on the far side. He'll stretch it out, and he's going to be in there for the touchdown. He gets a six-yard touchdown run. And put the, put the uh, ball in the hands of your playmakers, Coach Conyers does. And uh, obviously good things happen when Tiger Cobb is running the ball into the end zone. Now you have to ask the question, is it too little, too late? The issue is it is still a 14-point ball game with a two-point conversion pending. So I don't know. It's just, you know, there's not been a lot of answers on defense. If they could get a stop, all of a sudden we've got ourselves a ball game. Well, the defense will be called upon big time for sure. It's 42-28 in favor of Bowling Green. Stenson will be in motion to the far side, three receivers near side. Now they'll send another in motion as they'll fake it to Fowler. They do give it to him, and he's going to walk into the end zone untouched. Love the play call there. That's that jet sweep, the little touch pass from Cobb. And uh, it's a 12-point game. We've, we've got ourselves a ball game here. Uh, if that Indians defense can come up with a big stop, all of a sudden we're talking at a one-score game. That was a 14-play, 65-yard drive that comes with 441 left here in the ball game. We're going to take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. I want to rock! left in regulation as the Indians trail 42-30. Orshelin has it teed up. What do you think about an onside kick here? I think it's coming. So it's going to take a bounce, and nobody has it yet, and the Indians are going to recover it, possibly. They come up just short as Dalton had it, muffed it, Got it back. It went off one of the up men. So just that close to getting the onside kick. Yeah, I, I thought for a second there the Indians had jumped on it. Looks like Dalton was able to uh, hop back on top of that football. The sure-handed quarterback coming up uh, with a sure-handed play there on the onside attempt. So now the defense is asked to do a big job here. They've got to get a stop or get the ball back. You know it's going to be on the ground. And it's going to be Smash Mouth football at the 44-yard line. Bobcats own 44-yard line. Dalton will give it to the first man through. That's Bowen, and he's going to be wrapped up, hogtied from behind. That is what they need to do. They've got to do that several more times. Yeah, you've got to swarm to the ball here as we see D.J. Larkin limping off the field. That's not a good sign. He's a major piece of that defensive line. Again, injuries, a tricky thing tonight, whether it's a cramp because of this cold or, or, you know, you're getting rolled up on and it stings just a little bit more. We've seen quite a few people uh, hobbling off the field tonight. Looks like he's bothered by, I can't tell the leg or if it's that left hand, left arm. So one yard gain there. It's a second and nine ball just across the 45. Dalton 
Will give it on the misdirection, and they're going to be taking back fumble. Who comes up with it? Hallsville. No. I thought he was motioning, getting ready to motion for Hallsville, but he says wind the clock. Uh, another another uh, tough break there for the Indians. Twice the ball has been put on the ground here in the last uh, about a minute of game time, and uh, twice the quarterback Dalton has come up with it. Uh, just a really tough break there for uh, the Indians' defense. You know, causing the ball to hit this grass and uh, not having those the answer, uh, the results that they're looking for. That was a busted play from the beginning as they tried to do a counter play, give it to the second guy through, but that defense was right there in their face to disrupt it and cause the fumble. Nearing three to go here in the ball game. As going with it up the middle is Bowen, and he's going to have close to the first down. We'll see where they mark him right now. The official on the far side is standing on the first down marker. They're probably going to have to measure. Sure looks like a generous spot to me. Um, but, again, a little difficult to see from up here. Um, initially looked like he was going to give him the first down, no problem. And now it looks like they're marking him short. Yeah, he is short by what about? Well, it looked like it was short by maybe half a yard, but they are going to come out to measure it here. So we'll see where it's at. Official will put the spot, and he is going to have it by about half the distance of the football. I do agree. I think that was a very generous spot, but they do say new set of downs. This defense, that's been kind of the problem is they do good, throw a loss on first down, throw a loss on second down, but then give up a big play on third down. Yeah, it's been the story of the night. We think back to that third and 16 that the Bobcats had earlier and converted on, obviously went on to score a touchdown. Just haven't been able to get that critical third down stop, have the Indians tonight. Clock rolling, 240 left to go in the ball game. Again, 42 to, 20, 42 to 30 the score. It was a 20-point deficit at one point. Handed off quickly, swallowed up in the backfield. This defense again coming alive on the first down play. Well, and Coach Conyers really has to start thinking about those timeouts now. Obviously, 2.20 left in this one. Still have to get the ball back twice. It's, uh, it's looking a little tough if you're an Indians fan right now. March throws another thrown for loss. He's got at least six. That could be number seven or more. I don't keep the stats during the game, but he came into tonight's game with six on the season, so we know he's got at least seven. It'll bring up a second and 12. Clock under two to go. It's the only time Bowling Green does not work very fast as they're taking as much time off the clock as they can. Bowen has it. He's across the 40, still dragging. He's across the 35. He will have a new set of downs. And that'll just about do it. Still two timeouts for the Indians, but a minute 45 and a fresh set of downs. Just uh, haven't been able to stop anything on the ground tonight. Clock stopped momentarily at a minute 45, but will start to roll in just a minute. Again, Bowling Green leading 42-30. to 30. They're looking for the upset here as they came in the number two seed. Hallsville, the number one seed. On bo both teams, obviously, super talented. So Dalton will give it to Bowen. He's across the 30, still on his feet. He'll be taken down at the 25, near the 25. 
tough here too because you got two undefeated teams. One of them's obviously going to have to be a higher seed, um, but I've been really impressed with Bowling Green tonight as I have been with Hallsville. You know, they've responded over and over uh, to these punches. Just uh, had a couple breaks that they, they didn't catch uh, at certain points in these games. Austin going down surely doesn't help, um, but have to capitalize on some mistakes and, and shot themselves in the foot a little bit too much. Under 50 seconds to go here in regulation. It does look like we have the upset in the works. It's handed off up the middle, short yardage, but most importantly, it runs the clock. And now we got flags flying all over the field. Looks like a Bowling Green player is going to get called with a unsportsmanlike. His, his head coach is screaming at him right now. Just unnecessary at this point in the game. Yeah, I think both teams are probably guilty. Obviously an emotional game because one of these two teams' season is going to come to an end tonight. Here in the throwdown at H-Town. We'll get the official word here. As it was, it was a short gain. It was going to be bring up a third and short. Third and about three. Like you say, personal foul. Unnecessary or unsportsmanlike conduct on the defense. Unsportsmanlike on the offense. So they offset. So a lot of pushing and shoving there that goes for not. Yeah, and to me that's that's clear frustration. I, I, I wholeheartedly understand uh, the disappointment with, with your season coming to an end uh, here in, in 22 seconds and counting, but uh, you know, not a whole lot of reason for that. Bowling Green does not have to snap the ball. There's about one second left, one second difference between the play clock and the game clock. That's 10 on the clock. We're down to five, four, three, two, one. And that's our ball game as Bowling Green comes in and upsets the number one seed here in the Class 2 District 6 championship as they come in and pull off the upset as they will be crowned the 2021 Class 2 District 6 champion here in the state of Missouri. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll get in and have our postgame show as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Cardi, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Embrace the Curve, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Kathy Rush, Remax Realty, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, Law Offices of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental Care, and State Tech of Missouri. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as you're just moments away from the exclusive post-game show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network.
Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? This is the Hallsville Indians postgame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gasaway and his crew will discuss their thoughts on tonight's game as well as look ahead to the next action for the Indians. Exclusive postgame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Cardi, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Embrace the Curve, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Kathy Rush, Remax Realty, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, Law Offices of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental Care, and State Tech of Missouri. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now, here's the voice of the Show Me Sports Network and the Hallsville Indians Radio Network, Blake Gazaway. Well, it is a tough night and a tough way to have your season come to an end as Hallsville drops the Class 2 District 6 championship game here in Hallsville by a final of 42-30 to the Bowling Green Bobcats. Hallsville coming in with the 10-0 unblemished record, being the number one seed in districts for Bowling Green. They come in as the number two seed with also an unblemished record at 10-0. Don't like the final score outcome of the game, but this was a great game to watch, a great game to call. It was a little chilly, but uh, can't have everything in life. <laughs> That's exactly right. Not not the uh, result we were wanting. And, and here's the thing. You see Tiger Cobb, um, stud quarterback, senior quarterback for this Indians roster, hanging his hat on the field. Absolutely nothing to hang your head about. Um, you know, if you're the Hallsville Indians, if you're Tiger Cobb, uh, this team went out and battled all season long, um, came up short tonight. But, uh, you know, obviously disappointing, but uh, nothing to hang your head on after the season that you had. Well, they knew coming in Bowling Green was going to be a tough team, and they showed exactly that, that they are a tough team. And I think I said it uh, at some point during the broadcast that I think whoever wins tonight's game has a real good chance to possibly make a run for the Class 2 state championship at the Show Me Bowl that will happen here in several weeks. And I think that ended up being the case in that uh, we knew it was a tough matchup, but Bowling Green, they, they came to win. They came to play. They had a good game plan from the opening kickoff. They were able to make the adjustments in the second half, but like you said, no reason to hang your hats if you were the Hallsville Indians, because they had a great season. They had a great uh, great time, I, I think, throughout the season. Just didn't get the end result they wanted, but we saw a lot of growth. We saw a lot of, of growth as a player, as uh, young men, and nothing to, uh, to take away but all the positives from the season. Absolutely, and I think, obviously, 
uh, Indians fans, Indians football players uh, alike are, are, are going to be upset with the result of this one. But uh, they, they left it all out on the field. And uh, Bowling Green was the better team tonight. They showed up. They had a plan for limiting Tiger Cobb, limiting his ability, uh, obviously, in the running game and in the passing game, I think. Uh, you know, the win did play a factor in this one. Uh, obviously, losing A.J. Austin to a, an injury, uh, shoulder, collarbone, whatever it might be, uh, did not help the Indians by any means either. Yeah, it, it didn't help out their cause at all. You know, both teams, we mentioned it throughout the game, both teams having some players that were roughed up. But that's just part of how the game goes and what happens. But they came out here, left it all on the field, nothing to be ashamed of. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's why you play all four quarters. But to tell you how we got to that final score, we'll go over your scoring summary real quick. As Bowling Green got things started with a 41-yard touchdown run by Stark. Two-point conversion was good. That was a pass from Dalton to Gibson. That was a six-play, 57-yard drive. That made it 8 to nothing, with 9.31 left in the first quarter. Bowling Green would score again on a six-yard touchdown run. This one by Keel. The two-point conversion was no good. That was a three-play, 85-yard drive. That was with 5.26 left to go in the first quarter. That made it 14 to nothing. Hallsville would score then on a four-yard touchdown run by Hobbs. The two-point conversion was good on a... Shovel pass to Stinson. That was an eight-play, 62-yard drive. That made it 14-8 with 125 left in the first quarter. That would hold true until the second quarter. Bowling Green would score on a 16-yard touchdown run by their starting quarterback in Dalton. The two-point conversion on a pass from Dalton to Keel was good. That was a three-play, 16-yard drive. That was with 11.54 left before halftime. That made it 22-8. Then Hallsville would score on a two-yard touchdown pass from Cobb to to uh, Stenson. Again, a little shovel pass. The two-point conversion was good on a run by Cobb. That was an 11-play, 65-yard drive with 7.22 left in the first half. That kept the lead 22-16. Then Bowling Green would score on a two-yard touchdown run by Bowen. The two-point conversion was no good. That was a four-play, 16-yard drive with 19 seconds left before halftime. That score did take us at 28-16. to 16. That took us to halftime. Then Bowling Green would come out in the second half. They would score first as they score on a 12-yard touchdown run by Starks. The two-point conversion on a pass from Dalton to Starks was good. That was a six-play, 86-yard drive. That came with 4.51 left in the third quarter. That made it a 36-16 to 16 score. Then Hallsville would score on a three-yard touchdown pass from Cobb to Stenson. The two-point conversion was no good. That was a nine-play, 71-yard drive. That came with 131 left in the third quarter. That made it 36-22. Then we would go to the fourth quarter where Bowling Green would score on a four-yard touchdown one by Bowen. The two-point conversion was no good. That was a 10-play, 65-yard drive. That was a 9.05 left in the fourth quarter. That made it 42-22. And then Hallsville would score on a six-yard touchdown run by Cobb. The PAT, or sorry, the two-point conversion was good on that. It was a jet sweep to Fowler. That was a 14-play, 65-yard drive. That made it a 42-30 to score, which would take us to the end of regulation with that same score. As we said, nothing to hang their hats about, but it is going to be disappointing. It's going to sting for a while, and it's going to hurt for a while as... The Hallsville Indians come up short of their season to get the district championship and look towards a state championship. 
Yeah, obvious disappointment like we had talked about. Saw Tiger Cobb uh, head back into the locker room. Didn't have a lot of words to say. We got families here visiting on the field. Uh, Cobb was not in the visiting mood, and, and I can't say that I, I necessarily blame him. Uh, this is the end of uh, his senior season. Obviously has been here uh, for so long and has been such a good player um, that I'm sure this one, uh, he feels that it's, it's on him, and uh, you know, really it, it's not. The burden does not fall uh, all on the quarterback. Yeah, you win as a team, you lose as a team, and this is uh, ever a case of that as uh, they just come up short, but they had a great year nonetheless. As you said, lots of families and uh, players down talking with families and uh, really would like to get head coach Justin Conyers up here. However, we want to let him have a chance to talk to his team and uh, talk to the people that he needs to. And really, I'm just cold. <laughs> it's been a cold, windy night. We've had snow flurries. We've had lots of wind. I've lost my voice. We've wore layer on layer, and I just want to get warm. At the end of the day, that's where I'm at right now. I would have to agree with you. I made the, uh, the critical halftime switch of the socks. I had three pairs of socks on uh, in the first half, and I switched over to uh, two pairs and some hand warmers that I threw down in my boots. Um, so, yeah, chilly is one word I would say that I am uh, currently. But like we said, hopefully you've enjoyed uh, the broadcast uh, tonight and the one last week as uh, we've had a lot of fun bringing you the uh, games uh, the last week and this week. However, just uh, didn't quite fall tonight like we would have scripted it up. But most importantly, we, uh, we have some big plans that we would like to cover Hallsville Indian Athletics more of a regular base and possibly pick up uh, more seasons and more games. That's that's what our end result is. So hopefully you've enjoyed our broadcast tonight and last week as well. Again, you can always find us on Facebook. Just search for the Show Me Sports Network. You can uh, find us there. And uh, we always like to know where you're listening from, that hopefully you enjoyed the broadcast this evening. And uh, you know, like our page, share it with those that you can. And uh, we always like to see those messages and, and hopefully – that uh, you're saying you enjoy the broadcast tonight wherever you're at listening to it. And uh, that also helps us, too, to be able to say, you know, here's why we need to cover more games because there's definitely an interest to to um, listen to those. So any final thoughts uh, before we get out of here? I think I'm all good. Well, like we said, we want to go get warm, and uh, it's been a pleasure bringing you the broadcast tonight for Patterson Follis. I'm Blake Gasaway as uh, we've enjoyed giving you coverage the last couple of football games for Hallsville here on the Show Me Sports Network until we talk to you as basketball season will just be right around the corner. We're going to be bringing you some Stevens Stars games for basketball as well as area high school games. So until we talk to you at our next broadcast, which will be a few weeks from now. Well, actually, I should take that back. Next Saturday on the 20th will be our first Stevens Stars broadcast. So you can tune into that as uh, it'll be still a few weeks away before we get into high school uh, basketball area coverage. But until we talk to you, so long, and have a great evening. You've been listening to the best game coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Indians Radio Network. Blake Gasaway and the broadcast crew are the guys that know your Indians the best. Exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Cardi, Centurion Cares, 
Eddie Gaydell Society, Embrace the Curve, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Kathy Rush Remax Realty, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, Law Offices of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental Care, and State Tech of Missouri. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network, your exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.